This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday, April 22nd. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Philadelphia is ending its indoor mask <laughs> mandate. City health officials said Thursday night, abruptly reversing course just days after people in the city had to start wearing masks again. The Board of Health voted Thursday to rescind the mandate, according to the Philadelphia Department of Public Health, which released a statement that cited decreasing hospitalizations and a leveling of case counts. The mandate went into effect Monday. Philadelphia had ended... It worked. Yeah. There you go. There you go. <laughs> this is amazing. Whoa. What a turnaround. <laughs> Philadelphia had ended its earlier indoor mask mandate on March 2nd. Philadelphia was the first major U.S. city to reinstate its indoor mask mandate but faced fierce blowback as well as a legal effort to get the mandate thrown out. Few masks were worn at the Philadelphia 76ers home playoff game on Monday, even though they were required under the city rules. Most states and cities dropped their masking requirements in February uh, and early March following new guidelines from the CDC that put less focus on case counts and more on hospital capacity and said most Americans could safely take off their mask. The mask mandate in Philadelphia was lifted again as of this morning. Delaware County Council is declaring a health care crisis at Crozier Health, and they're reportedly planning even more closures at its hospitals. Crozier Health, the largest health care provider in Delaware County, threatened to shut ambulance service and end various mental health and substance abuse programs if it does not receive some $24 million in reimbursements within 90 days. It is the latest move by Prospect Medical Holdings out of Los Angeles, which brought, uh, bought Crozier Health in 2006. The health system owns Crozier, Chester Medical Center in Chester, Delaware County Memorial Hospital in Drexel Hill, Springfield Hospital in Springfield, and Taylor Hospital in Ridley Park. In a statement, the company says reimbursement levels from the county and municipalities are insufficient and that the decision we've made was difficult but necessary to ensure our health system will continue to provide care for patients we serve across Delaware County. The Pennsylvania Association of Staff, Nurses, and Allied Professionals condemns the closure of these vital services. On Wednesday night, Delaware County Council passed an ordinance that would require Crozier Health to give at least 180 days before it could shut down services. Back in February, they abruptly uh, closed a hospice unit at Taylor mm. Hospital. Crozier said the closure was due to declining admissions to inpatient hospice and challenges presented by the national nursing shortage. And in March, Crozier announced that it would shut down the intensive care and surgical units at Delaware County Memorial Hospital. Prospect Medical Holdings, a private equity firm, is in negotiations to sell Crozier Health to Christiana Care, a nonprofit entity out of Delaware. Kathy, does this mean it'd be a good time for the Uberlands? <laughs> Uberlands. Yeah. <laughs> Passengers at Philadelphia International Airport have dealt with plenty of travel headaches lately, especially when it comes to parking. Lots uh, at the airport were at capacity last week, but as of last night, part of the economy lot has reopened. <laughs> there are 1,850 uh, spots now available. Okay. All there right. used to be 7,000. Yeah, uh, baby steps, I baby, guess, but yeah. I mean, it was... It was gone. So it was like, gone. There was, there's nowhere to yeah. park. Yeah. Wasn't there, there was construction taking place? Right? Didn't they allocate a part of that to be used for something else? Or am I miss? No, no, no. no. They, no. They had you, just seven... had to, you had to park in the garage. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, the chief revenue officer for the Philadelphia International Airport said after going through one of the busiest travel weekends, they realized that they needed a little more parking at the airport. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. think? Yeah. <laughs> um, so there, the lot has been closed since the pandemic started in 2020. Uh, the 1850 spots are now open and a shuttle service will
will loop through every seven minutes and take passengers to their terminals. I, I do like having that economy, parking, but riding that bus. Oh, my no, God. No. just I, you, you, Especially complain. if you're running a few minutes behind and you're like, okay. Can we go straight to the terminal and not pick up anybody else? You know what I mean? Yep. And they never do, do they? They no, never they listen. Person, I remember, do you remember we were on one of those buses? It was not here. It was in another state. I forget where we were. And you left your bag on the on the bus. Remember? Did you remember this? I don't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, think I've, I think I've blocked it out. Yeah. And it was like one of those, God damn it. No, and how many buses yes, are there running? Exactly, and how many yeah. bags are there on those buses? And oh my God. It does well, take a weird route through the lot, too. It like does. It, it does. I think you, you think you're leaving linear. the airport. I, I, it doesn't yeah. seem linear. Yeah, no, it doesn't. It, I, Where I, are we? I yeah. think maybe it's alphabetical order, except that the letters are all hodgepodge. And, and they are. The it's a weird route that they take. Yep. Hey, and listen, we're not the only airport to do this. There are other airports that have closed their lots, and you just yep. are like on your own to park. Like you are <laughs> to figure out how you're going to get to the airport. Well, you were talking about them, uh, and a lot of people will find places, and there are lots that will let you keep your car there, and then you, you know, yes. run their own service over. But, yeah, how 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 you could not see that you're probably going to need some parking. So, I mean, w- come on. Did, uh, have you guys ever, any of you guys ever had to walk to the economy line? Absolutely. I, I did once. I felt like Steve Martin in cars. <laughs> playing playing the same, yeah. It yeah. Was, uh, Steve, it was not from the lot to the airport. It was from the airport back to the lot yes. when I got home. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you, it was like, it I was I was going to get killed. I was terrified. Yeah. Why and did it, you have to walk? The bus didn't come. It, I mean, it literally waited, waited. waited for, I don't know, 45 minutes or whatever. Yeah, because they came. come like every same year, Preston. Yeah, and it was yeah. a flight that got in at 12.30 in the morning or something like that, and it just oh, it wow. never showed up. I was so. walking with like a group of people who just like gave up. And, like, <laughs> yeah. The no man. Which, which one of us <laughs> is going to die? Right, because yeah. it's, it's not meant for pedestrians. No. Wow. <laughs> so, well, listen, like you said, baby steps. At least there are some spots um, right. now available. I'll let you know. I'll be at the airport a little bit later on. Oh, okay. right, so <laughs> yeah, that's not how it goes. I'll report live. <laughs> yeah. All right. In sports this morning. <laughs> The Flyers beat the Canadiens. Yeah. James Van Riemsdyk had two goals and an assist. Ivan Proporov had a goal and an assist, and the Flyers ended a six-game losing streak. Oscar Lindblom, Morgan Frost, and Travis Konechny had the Flyers' other goals, and Martin Jones made 31 saves. The Flyers are back home on Sunday and will host the Pittsburgh Penguins. The puck will drop at 4 o'clock. The Sixers will look to sweep the Toronto Raptors this weekend and win their first-round series of the playoffs. Game 4 is in Toronto tomorrow afternoon. Tip-off will be at 2 o'clock. And the Phillies, who were off last night, are back home this weekend for a series against the Milwaukee Brewers. Ranger Suarez will get the start tonight at 7.05. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Man, we are full for today. we got a lot of things to take care of, and I love it when this happens. A lot of it has to do with giveaways to you, including $500 concert cash and tickets to the MMRBQ. We will do that twice during our program alone. Of course, we have a letter today, the Word of the Week prize, and we have a bunch of guests on the show. Joining us in our studio today will be comedian Steve Trevino, who's going to be at Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow, so that'll be in the 8 o'clock hour. And then in the 9 o'clock hour, Cindy Williams, who played Shirley Feeney on Laverne and Shirley. Yeah. And loads of other things. She was in American Graffiti, and she was in... The Conversation. Tons of stuff. Yeah, so she'll be joining us uh, because she has got a show 
at the Bucks County Playhouse. It's called Me, Myself, and Shirley. It's a one-woman show, so it's kind of her story, which is cool. How much fun was it when she came in with Didi Khan? That oh, yeah. Man. Well, so yeah. as yeah. a result, like she was asking specifically to come on with us today. She, like she didn't want to do any other press, but she's like, I really want to go do press. Oh, oh, awesome. yeah. So cool. C- Cindy will be in here in the nine o'clock hour. We're also going to talk uh, via Zoom to Mr. Gary Sinise. Love him. Talking about the Gary Sinise Foundation. He did something really cool. I, I read about it on the air for a, uh, a New Jersey fire company, so we'll get some of the follow-up on that with him. He's the very definition of walking the walk, man. Totally. He's, he's, he really steps up. Yep. And on top of that, we have an announcement, and we're excited. We actually have somebody who's coming in studio to be a part of that announcement, but I'm going to save that information mm-hmm. until we get to that announcement. Yeah. It's going to be close to <laughs> 8 o'clock Around Bizarre File Time, and I uh, think you'll be happy to hear the information that we have to share with you. Yes. In fact, include. We're, I'm going to go ahead and get this out there now. Uh, concerning one of the announcements we made earlier this week, the Preston and Steve side stage at the MMRBQ and our live band karaoke that is going to take place on this stage. Now, Froggy is going to be our really featured performer. They're going to play on the side stage, and it'll be in between the main mm-hmm. sets that are going on on the main stage. Uh, and we're also going to have... a. Uh, Jackie Bam Bam spinning a uh, set. Is a DJ style is going to be mixing some music. But during the live band karaoke, we are calling upon you to be our lead singer for the band Sidearm. We're going to have a few slots to fill. I'm not sure exactly how right. many. It might be seven, eight, nine, ten of them. But nonetheless, you need to audition for it. So here is what you're going to do. We have a list of songs that you can choose from, and then you need to make a short video Post it on social media. Use the hashtag MMRBQ, and we'll pick the ones we like. In fact, it says here we're going to choose 10 singers to perform on stage at the show. And each singer also gets a four-pack of tickets to the MMRBQ. Awesome. So you and some friends get to go to the show. They get to see you perform. You get to watch the bands. You get up on the side stage and it's, do your thing. It's cool. And the songs are, they're they're, they're standards. Yeah. I mean, that, that's what Sidearm is. They're a band that knows pretty much everything. And there are songs to choose from, everything from uh, Surrender, from Cheap Trick, to, you know, Tush from ZZ Top, Billy Idol, Rebel Yell. Uh, there's a whole lot of them. Uh, songs from Poison and Duran Duran and Elvis Costello and U2. So there's... A list that we have, and go to WMMR.com, and you can get that list, and then you can make your video, and we're going to find out who's it going to be. Excellent. Ten of them. Ten of the singers will be chosen. So, tell your friends who like to sing about this. Yeah. And get on it now. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Press, I'm going to get this new sad bro started off right. All right. There you go. All right. That music means we have a case of lover boy to get uh, it is a high-quality, low-calorie, zero-sugar, sparkling hard tea. So we'll take caller number 15 at 215-263-WMMR, and we'll set you up. You may remember it from the uh, Bravo hit reality series, Summer House. Uh, enjoy Loverboy at Killian's Bar and Grill. Not the band. Just the <laughs> right. No. no uh, they dare to dream. At 1549 Spring Garden Street in Philly, 215-263-WMMR. We have a lot to get to. We'll come back in a second, get into the entertainment report and a stupid question. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant 
Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high quality, round brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, stupid question time. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to join Brent Porsche for uh, NASCAR, Dover Motor Speedway. And uh, tickets in the suite, by the way. Mm. And the question I'll go with this morning, I like this one. I, I don't know why I was randomly thinking of this today, but uh, the movie Airplane, the slapstick film. It's great. What was the name of the autopilot in <laughs> that film? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right, in the movie Airplane. Uh, what was the name of the autopilot? Two one five two six three WMMR. We're going to go through birthdays April twenty second to await your answer. Uh, it's the great Peter Frampton's birthday today. Mm. Uh, he is seventy two years old. Uh, he's um, you know bailing on on uh, touring. He's got uh, is a degenerative sort of thing, very, right? Very life threatening. Yeah, but yeah. it's just going to hamper his ability to play right. guitar. And and Peter Frampton is a great. Guitarist. He is a tasty guitarist. I got to see him once. He was uh, lead guitar for David Bowie, mm-hmm. and it was uh, it was amazing. Yeah, he's uh, he's a wonderful musician. So it was the uh, fall of 1994. Uh, I had. Uh, Eating mushrooms for the first time in my life. <laughs> and uh, I, I didn't plan on it. The guy asked me if he could borrow 25 bucks so he could buy them. And I was and like, shove yeah. mushrooms down your mouth. Well, no, no, no. So I gave the dude 25 bucks. I'm like, yeah, go ahead. Right, and right. then he came back and gave me a half ounce, a half uh, eighth of mushroom. So anyway, long story short, I listened to this that song. That man was Peter Frampton. I listened to this song probably 20 times in a row. Uh, yeah. Um, I can and see that. Eventually, the talk box part. That, 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 that is why. And so I sat in what my friend called, it was the tomato chair. It was one. It was like a big, round, Jesus. 70s chair. Okay. And I sat there like a freaking pharaoh, like a king on the throne. Yeah. And people just would walk in, and I drank about a thousand Kahluan creams. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, Kathy, the, the sensation of the cream oh, going was... down my throat, like, it was such a, and like, I got, at that time, I felt like I was like, I could see the future. It was so bizarre. Uh, Sinus University. Uh, <laughs> happy birthday, Peter Pan. Yeah. He's 72 yeah. today. Another big birthday, Jack Nicholson. We were Thanks. just, we were just, happy birthday, Jack. We were right. just talking about Jack. Uh, I forgot why. His ax from The Shining. Oh, oh yeah, yesterday. Yeah, That's it was right. sold in auction. Or will be sold in auction. They're expecting upwards of fifty grand for it. Yep. So he is uh, turning eighty-five years old today. Pretty much retired. Yeah, not coming back. Are you coming to my party? <laughs> yeah, he's uh, he's he's hung it up, and and he uh, every now and then you'll see a clickbait ad that's like, uh, "What happened to Jack?" And right. it's a picture of him, <laughs> you know, with his hair, which is, which is always outrageous. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's like bozo level hair, man. <laughs> and uh, and Jack can do whatever he wants to do. It's he's his world. Certainly earned it. Uh, he's courtside fairly often still, right? He'll still take in the games, oh, the man, Lakers games. Yeah. Uh, maybe he'll go with you. I don't know. You have to ask me nicely. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's that's that's his great passion is, it. is Lakers basketball. He loves it, and uh, he can, you know, he sat there all those years. But what a great actor. I love man. that audio of him, of Pierre, encountering him at uh, Live Aid oh, backstage. Yeah. Yes. It's pretty cool. Yep, absolutely. I know you. You're Pierre Robert. <laughs> so happy birthday, 
uh, to Jack and hope you have a great day. No. Okay. Oh, man, he's going to be more optimistic. Uh, Jack, Half full glass, baby. 85. Uh, Ryan Stiles of the Drew Carey Show, and whose line is it anyway? He is uh, 63 today. Super talented. Uh, gentlemen, we just had on the show, John Waters has his birthday. In fact, is his show, he was doing a special birthday show, that's what he was I promoting. I think that's, so yeah, it must be today, be today, yeah. In Atlantic City. Big show. Uh, he oh, yeah. is, of course, the guy behind Hairspray and Pink Flamingos and Cereal Mom and Crybaby and all that stuff. He is uh, 76 today. Uh, Steve, it's Negan's birthday. Yeah. Negan. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh huh. You got to love. Yeah. Yeah. It's his thing, man. Steve's impression of yeah. Negan is a very physical thing. You right. Have, you yeah, have to yeah. see him because mm-hmm. Negan, when he, his, he, his. His legs walk into the room before he does. Yeah. He, yeah. he leans so far right. back and, and he does this almost. <laughs> like I have no skeleton. Right. Uh, like Jello. Motion. <laughs> He's uh, so good, though. He's he's great. He, I mean, in fact, he was so good that he made me stop watching The Walking Dead. Yeah, because you hated him so much. Yes, you and I both could not get past the fact that they would do anything but murder his yeah. ass. Yeah, after all the horrible yeah. things that he well, did, his character was so charismatic that I you know. Because listen, I don't know what the comic books did to him, but in the show, they're like, "Now we got to keep him around." And we by have the way, to. people yeah. loved him. He was such a fan yeah. favorite. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and so, but his character, his story. Arc, he has had a pretty major turnaround, um, right. and sure so there's did. only like a half of a season left, and yeah. so they he calls a... bingo at the retirement home. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> hey. uh, but I, that's a, a guy. Seven. Uh, I'd love to sit down with Jeffrey D. Morgan, especially as uh, the comedian and watch. Oh my god, yeah. what, what so a, good! Uh, another reprehensible <laughs> character. Uh, but he is 56 today. Uh, it's Amber Heard's birthday today. Oh, wow. I got a little bit of information concerning the trial with her and Johnny Depp as that continues. But, um, yeah, yeah, there was poop in the bed. Uh, she is uh, 36 is years old today. She, she'll she be in the next uh, Aquaman, right? She That's the word. Be. Yeah, she's yeah. apparently working on, on the film. You know, Johnny Depp sort of has a godfather moment, except it's not a horse's head. It's poop. And, you know, that's, yeah. it's, it's become the focal point of this uh, whole trial. She's 36. Uh, then you have a great singer. Paul Carrick has his birthday oh today. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so he was in uh, Mike and the Mechanics and Squeeze, and uh, he, had a, he had a hit with the band Ace, that song How Long. Yeah. But, uh, but it's Squeeze, Tempted. I mean, he's, what a yeah. great voice. What, a, what an amazing voice. And Mike and the Mechanics, the living years. I'm, uh, if you don't you're, cry. You're made of stone if yes. you don't cry when yeah. that song. <laughs> Knock it off. Hits you, yes. You inhuman prick. But uh, what a great singer. Here you go. I bought a toothbrush. Love it. Toothpaste. And he had a really, he had a good solo song called uh, Don't Shed a Tear. Oh, I love, uh, yeah. I love that song. Late 1980s, maybe early 90s. Oh, man. I'm sorry. Man. <laughs> it's no sad, bro. All right. Well, then, fine. All right, I Paul Carrick is. Paul Carrick is 71. That's a little happier, right? Yeah, but that's it's not, not him. him. Yeah. God damn it. That's all right. Don't worry about it. That's Is this Glenn Tilbrook? It is, yes. Yeah. Uh, Paul Carrick is 71. Uh, Machine Gun Kelly is 32 today. So I just watched the Jackass Forever movie last night. For, yes. And uh, Machine Gun Kelly does one of the stunts in the movie. Yeah. Oh, is he? Is he good? He's okay. He's, He's not, not bad. And, uh, you know, like in the dirt, he was really good as Tommy Lee. I agree. Um, so the, the yeah. guy's talented. Uh, and then the last birthday, a buddy of ours, although he probably doesn't remember us because he doesn't remember anybody, <laughs> admittedly so, Mickey Morandini <laughs> of your Phillies. Uh, he's a great guy. He's a Wait, lot of fun. You don't think he would remember us? He fla- no, I know he remembers us. He, he said he is the worst 
at remembering names. Okay. Right. He's just the absolute worst, and sometimes even faces. Like <laughs> we we were with him at spring training, and I saw him on the plane, and yeah. I walked right by him, and I was going to say something. I'm like, he no, he's don't not know. Gonna, oh, yeah. okay. Barsky, but he's the best. <laughs> he's the best. We love Mickey. Happy 56th birthday to him uh, today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the super question in the slapstick film Airplane. What was the name of the autopilot? We are going to go to Brian and see if he knows. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Good morning, you rock. Thank you, Brian. We appreciate that. All right, the autopilot's name was? Auto. Auto. Autopilot. You got it. Hang on, Brian. Got to give you a pair of tickets in the suite to join Brent Porsche's NASCAR returns to Dover Motor Speedway May 1st with the Duramax Driding 400, and you can get tickets at doverspeedway.com. Uh, let's start with the Johnny Depp stuff. Johnny Depp admitted in court yesterday... Uh, that he believed in 2014 that Amber Heard was having an affair with her Adderall Diaries co-star James Franco. Uh, Heard's lawyers also accused the 58-year-old actor of him being in a, quote, blackout for portions of a private jet flight from Boston to L.A. that the couple fought over uh, when they fought over Franco. Wait, who was blacked out? He Okay. He, uh, he yeah. has, in fact, they, they brought that video back, Preston, of him in the kitchen, in the kitchen. freaking out. Yeah. Oh, they did? Yeah, yeah. so that, that's got to be, what, two, three years old? Oh, at least. Yeah, at least. Boy, yeah. So yes. that, that was a big part of the court proceedings yesterday. I was talking to my cousin, and she goes, I just want you to know I've made it my job. She goes, I am following this every step of the way. <laughs> wow. She's like, if you need any details, let oh, me know. I'm okay, watching okay. it all. Well, then who who is she sort of siding with and following on this one? Well, she, well I don't. We were just <laughs> laughing because of the uh, feces in the bed. She's right. like, she blanked in the bed. Like, I, I don't know if she's picked a side case. Um, other highlights of Thursday's testimony include the infamous text with uh, Paul Bettany yeah. that a detailed Depp's plan for, quote, burning, drowning, and having sex with the burnt corpse of Heard. Mm. I think he was, you know... just So his attorney like, presented that, right? Right, yes. He's probably not doing <laughs> See, it See, he didn't do it. Uh, the, jur- the jury also heard footage of the alleged drunk Pirates of the Caribbean star cursing Steve. That's what We're you're referring to. Puffs. Uh, slamming the cupboards <laughs> around, breaking other objects before he appears to throw Herd's phone. They make the milk like chocolate milk. Uh, for illegally recording him. But yeah, he was he was doing that. He was walking around, <laughs> slamming things. Now, it was also early in the morning. Remember, he's pouring, pouring a big bottle of wine. Huge bottle of wine. He's dressed as some half-assed cowboy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One, was the cereal? Yeah. So, anyhow, that continues, and we'll have more for you. All right. Other courtroom news. Chris Jenner testified Thursday that Black China once threatened to kill Kylie Jenner. Woo. According to an account of her testimony published by Page Six, the momager was alarmed years ago when Kylie and then-boyfriend Tyga told her about the threat. And when you heard this, did this make you upset? Uh, oh, that's yeah, the lawyer? Yeah. Caitlin's the uh, lawyer. Uh, Chris <laughs> added that uh, Tyga cla- uh, claimed on multiple occasions that China tried to physically harm him with a knife. China dated Tyga from 2011 to 2014. He then dated Kylie from uh, 2014 to 17, while China began a relationship with Rob Kardashian in 2016. It was so incestual. Oh my God. Like, they never leave their own block. Uh, according to China's previous testimony, she was still in a relationship with Tyga when he started dating Kylie in 2014. It was also revealed... Thursday that China hadn't paid her taxes in years. Uh, the reality star... John, in- I'd like to take a brief recess. My balls are itching. Uh, the reality star admitted on the stand that she hasn't filed taxes since 2018 or 19, 
and doesn't even have a personal bank account. She also testified she made about $2 million in 2020, 19, and 2018, the majority of her income coming from OnlyFans. So the IRS is going to be interested in hearing this. Uh, so all of this stuff, This, how do you sit in a courtroom and look at all of the stuff, especially since we found out she pulled what, a gun on him? Yeah. Uh, you know, and uh, all of the stuff that she's done. There's also the footage of her freaking out at the amusement park. Do you remember that, Preston? No, I don't she, remember she had that. A, one of the kids in the stroller or something okay. like that and went nuts. How do these people get the, the whole not paying taxes thing? I they're going to get they, you. Eventually. Eventually, they're going to get you. Uh, who was the survivor uh, winner? Oh, Richard, Richard Hatch. Richard Hatch. Yeah. Year Jesus. one. The, the, basically, the world watched him win. Yes. And he never declared the winnings. Crazy. All right. Well, that keeps on going. Uh, there is congratulations uh, to be had. Nicholas Cage and his wife, Rico Shibata, are expecting a baby girl. 58-year-old actor announced the big news on the Kelly Clarkson show on Thursday. Wow. Uh, yeah, he told the American Idol alum her name is going to be Lennon Augie. Ah. Uh, Augie after my father, and he was referring to his late father, August Coppola, who by died. By the way, I love when you do Kelly Oki. In 2009. <laughs> uh, Cage added that they'll call her Lenny for short. I assume Lennon is after John Lennon. I would have to imagine. That's a great idea yeah. for her name. I love that. Uh, and it doesn't hurt that it ties in with the movie release. <laughs> uh, what? The, yeah. the announcement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, the couple initially announced their pregnancy in January. Lenny will be the third child for Cage, who already has... Huh. Uh, uh, who's already a father of two sons, 16-year-old Kal-El. Of course, that's the Superman name. And 31-year-old Weston. Yeah. Oh. That's right. Weston. Is that the is vampire? Other child. Yes. Daddy, can we go for ice cream? I, I, he is kind you're, of... A, you're, the, you're talking an interesting way. <laughs> Your delivery's a little interesting. When I hear you talk, I hear something weird. Uh, <laughs> Do you want two? I want two scoops, Daddy. <laughs> All right, I was going to ask. Weston. <laughs> Do you want Jimmy's on that? All right. Uh, this is strange news. And then again, maybe not. Uh, production on Aziz Ansari's directorial film debut called Being Mortal has reportedly been suspended due to an alleged complaint regarding its star, Bill Murray. Uh, according to Deadline, the alleged complaint is for inappropriate behavior and was made last week. A production had already been halted for three days after the initial complaint. The decision to fully suspend production was shared with the cast and crew on Wednesday night in a letter. That letter said late last week, we were made aware of a complaint and we immediately looked into it. After reviewing the circumstances, it has been decided the production cannot continue at this time. We're truly grateful to all of you uh, for everything that you've put into this project. Our hope is to resume production and are working with Aziz and Yuri to figure out the timing. Yuri Henley is producing the film. Uh, Being Mortal is, be, is uh, based on Surgeon uh, Atul Gawande's 2014 book called Being Mortal Medicine and What Matters in the End, as well as directing Ansari, who helms his own Netflix show Master of None, has written and will star in the film alongside Seth Rogen. Uh, the film was set for a 2023 release. However, Deadline states that it is now unclear if the film will meet this date thanks to the suspension. So how prominent is, I guess, Bill Murray's role would have to be fairly prominent if they're suspending the production. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure. He's got to be a main character. Uh, in 2021, Lucy Liu had opened up about the alleged dispute that she had with Murray while filming uh, the 2000 movie Charlie's Angels, and uh, she had said... Uh, that she wouldn't get into the specifics, but there was a moment where she had to stand up to Murray while on set. And he's known to be difficult uh, at times, or yes. a real sweetheart, but he can turn, from what I've heard. That's the word, yeah. yeah. So, Speaking of turning, 
Mike Tyson turned around and smacked the crap out of some guy behind him on a plane. I mean, punched him in the face several times. He was caught on video. Uh, it was They were waiting for a flight to depart from San Francisco International Airport on Wednesday. Tyson appears to hit the man seated behind him on the JetBlue flight several times as someone calls out, for him to stop. Do we have audio? We do. Of that? So yeah, what's, what's yeah. happening is that there is a guy, there's these two guys on board the flight who are apparently both were inebriated. Mm-hmm. The one guy you sitting... You can tell in the picture of the one guy. I, saw, right. I didn't even drunk. read the story yet. I looked at his picture. I'm like, oh, he's bombed. Right. So he was, he was behind Mike Tyson. Don't even know if it was his seat behind Mike Tyson. But Tyson had been pretty cool and taking pictures with some people getting on the flight and was just sitting there. Yeah. And the guy kept, Mike, I can't let you go, Mike. <laughs> like pestering. Right, right. Yeah, and it yeah. kept going on and on. And you can hear his buddy is doing the color commentary of right. his friend pestering Mike Tyson. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is George Sullivan to Mike Tyson, bro. This is crazy, bro. Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> no, done got lit, man. He'll be a rapper with Tyson. <laughs> you don't know how to act. Tyson looking out, man. This crazy as and then, do they, do they show? I only saw the video of Mike punching him. Do they show him turning around? I have not seen video okay. of that, so uh, I'm sure that exists. Mike is rapid fire. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Like yeah. right in the face. Mike, now he's he's not doing full on no. hardcore punches. He's doing plain boxing. Yeah, so here's uh, here's the audio. Wait, but of that. The, supposedly the guy uh, threw a water bottle at him. We heard that really? too. Yeah, yeah. and okay. then that's why right. he got up and started punching. All right, here we go. Hey, Mike, Mike, come on. Let's go stop back. <laughs> uh, Mike uh, reportedly walked off the plane a few minutes ago. <laughs> Sorry. It's it's last segment of the video shows. I was trying to say video and shows. They were in a city together. <laughs> I put the SH on the beginning of vid. I haven't done that in a long no, time. But that was a good one, too, because it was a clean curse. Like oh it, it, Sometimes it'll sound <laughs> like... But that was right on the money. Had to dump out on that, gang. Yeah. All right, so the last segment of the video <laughs> shows the same passenger sitting in a seat with a bloody forehead. Yeah. Uh, the police said uh, officers with the airport bureau were called uh, to a domestic uh, terminal around 10 p.m. Uh, the statement said officers arrived, detained two suspects that were believed to be involved in the incident. One suspe- subject was treated at the scene for non-life-threatening th- injuries. Uh, That subject provided minimal details of the incident and refused to cooperate further with the police investigation. Nothing's going to happen. I don't think so, because they know that they, first off, they seem to be drunk. Why were they let on the flight? Yeah, and and they were were in the wrong, especially if they threw something at him. Sure. Uh, So the, the, the... the, the police said the video had the video has been forwarded to San Francisco uh, County Sheriff's Office, and they are going to see if there's an investigation that needs to be done or not. But this idiot, <laughs> Mike Tyson, that's who you're going to piss off. Yeah. Seriously, come yeah. on, come on. Yeah. Wait, and I'm, I'm watching the video here. I, I guess I didn't watch it uh, closely yesterday. Mike doesn't even like go into the aisle. He just kind of leans over his seat to the yeah, back yeah, yeah. behind yeah. him. And this mook, this total moron, look at him. Oh, my God. That's what he sounded like he would say, for sure. When I heard the story, though, I went, oh, Mike was doing so good. He was. Listen, there was an incident a couple weeks ago. He was in a comedy club. A dude pulls a gun. He de-escalated. He de-escalated the situation. Yeah. Ended up hugging the guy. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. 
All right, what else I have here for you? Uh, Zendaya will not be attending the 2022 Met Gala. The one goddamn year we're going. Uh, the Euphoria star. <laughs> we're so, going? Well, yeah! I didn't know that. This so, is what I'm wearing. <laughs> and you can actually wear your mothball-eaten tuxedo, yes. and it'll be fashion oh, yeah. forward. I'm going to bring that back. Seriously. <laughs> so she said Thursday that she will have to miss the May 2nd event because she'll be working. Uh, she said, your girl's got to work. Make some movies. So I wish everyone the best. I will be playing tennis. Uh, she is currently filming uh, Challengers, so that is... She is so is. good and so likable in the uh, most recent Spider-Man movie. Um, you know, she's just perfect for it. Yep, I agree. Uh, let's see here. Alec Baldwin was overheard Wednesday night telling entertainment journalist Tom Murrow that his seventh child will have a, quote, all-American name. Uh, Page Six reports that one of their spies heard the 30 Rock alum joking that the newborn will be named Babe Ruth or Chase Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Baldwin and his wife, Hilaria, traditionally have chosen Spanish or Italian names for their children, including Carmen, uh, Maria, Lucia, Rafael, Leonardo, <laughs> Romeo, and Eduardo, and Donatello. What was the rat name? A splinter. Yeah, splinter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, shredder over here. Yeah, right. <laughs> and now the Transformers. Um, so has she uh, sort of uh, gingerly slid back into I'm Spanish mode? or Dude, I'd let yeah. that go. I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, the VMAs are headed back to New Jersey. MTV announced Thursday that the 2022 Video Music Awards... Uh, will air live on Sunday, August 28th at New Jersey's Prudential Center. Okay. God, I never, I, I could, right? Does anybody <laughs> care? I don't care. No. Yeah. We don't care. I know that. Uh, so the six episode, oh wait, that's the wrong story. <laughs> that's a big <laughs> award show. Uh, it'll be August 28th and the award show was last broadcast from the Garden State in 2019. All right, so the six episode thing I missed. Yeah, right? yeah. HBO announced Thursday that the six episode series of The Time Traveler's Wife will debut Sunday, May 15th. Uh, drama tells the story of Claire Abshire, played by Rose Leslie, uh, and uh, let's see, Hen- you- Henry de Tambale, portrayed by Theo James, Theo! in a marriage yes. with a problem, time travel. So Theo, the travels of time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> did anyone read that book? My no. wife read it and loved uh-uh. it, uh-uh. and then no. they made a movie of it. Yeah. Was that good? Um, uh, apparently, it's okay. I didn't see it. But you know, they re- know. they apparently have made a uh, remake, Preston, of the Man Who Fell to Earth. Oh, really? The David Bowie film. Okay, yeah. nice. Okay, Excellent. so she is actually the wife of a time traveler. Yes. Okay. I thought it was like metaphor for something, um, so I never, ever gave it. It's like this new movie that's coming out, Thanos' is Dry Cleaner. <laughs> right. Uh, I'm happy that Rose Leslie is in something, though. I yeah. love her to death, so that'll be cool. Hey, did you see this? F. Murray Abraham is leaving Mythic Quest. What? After two seasons. Yeah, at Apple TV+. Plus. Uh, The reason is unknown. Lionsgate said F. Murray Abraham will not be returning to season three of Mythic Quest. Beyond that, we do not comment on matters concerning personnel. Sounds like it was a warm departure. Right. Uh, He played uh, video game uh, Arthur C.W. Longbottom (laughs) alongside Rob McElhenney, of course, uh, and the cast. And the comedy created by McElhenney and uh, Charlie Day 
And Megan Gans shows video game developers engaging in hard-fought battles in the workplace. He's the voice of Khonshu in Moon Knight, too, right now, uh, F. Murray. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's that really oh. uh, yeah. bird-looking. Deep, yeah, yeah, but the really great resonant voice. Uh, and I had to watch your credits, Casey. I was like, I think I recognize that. And it, it was F. Murray Abraham. By the way, speaking of Rob, uh, he and uh, Caitlin will be in town next week. They're being honored by Cora, which yeah. is obviously a wonderful organization. And, uh, yeah, they're going to be at the Kimmel Center on Thursday. And we will be there for it. Is it the Kimmel Center? It's somewhere down there. The Constitution Center. That's what I meant. There you yeah. go. Yeah. It's so near the Kimmel Center. We're looking at a bit of a walk to the Kimmel Center. <laughs> it's at the Pre- Hearing yeah. Center, Preston. Yeah. I mean, you can, city. like, think right. city. All right, and then Steve forwarded me this story. It's a little offbeat, but I wanted to mention this, and I'll put it in Music News again later. Uh, a woman named Cynthia Albatron, also, or, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Alberton, Al- Al- Alberton uh, a.k.a. Cynthia Plastercaster, the legendary artist and recovering groupie renowned for the plaster casts as she took of many top musicians' penises and yeah. other body parts. Seriously. Has passed away after a long illness. Oh, yeah, she was legendary. Wow. She had a, She was 74 years old. I remember when, I, I guess she had a book that came out, and mm-hmm. she was, uh, you know, in, uh, touring in support of it. And, yeah, she has quite a collection, or had quite a collection. Yeah, in fact, um, she had a collection that included Jimi Hendrix. Yeah. Uh, Wayne Kramer of MC5, Pete Shelley from the Buzzcocks, Jello Biafra of the Dead Kennedys, <laughs> as well as female breasts from the likes of uh, Letitia Sadier of Stereolab, Sally Timms of the Meekins, uh, Peaches, uh, Karen O of the Yeah, Yeah, Yeahs, and many others. She later expanded her subjects to include filmmakers and other artists and eventually amassed a collection of over 50 plaster phalluses. Kiss. Gene Simmons even wrote a song about her. Oh. I have Marissa grab the audio. Uh, Plaster Caster. I used to love this. Which is funny because as a kid, I had no idea what yeah. that song was about. <laughs> and uh, the now lyrically, it's all about, you know... Get your penis cast. I, uh, I dipped my penis in in a plaster, and we made a mold of it. <laughs> now that I would have understood yeah. if he would have been Gene. Would have been like, just to clarify, this song I did dip my penis in plaster for this woman. Uh, she began her plaster casting <laughs> rock career while living in Chicago in 1968. And after meeting Frank Zappa, who found found her art concept both humorous and creative, although he did not participate. Uh, Albertra, Albert, Albertan, I'm sorry, found it, uh, found in something of a patron and he moved her to Los Angeles, a gold mine for her line of art where she found multiple willing assistants to help prepare their subjects for her work. Like she wouldn't do it. She would have right. other girls come in and kind of get them aroused <laughs> yes. and then she would do the, she would prepare all the plaster and, and, uh, and make the cast. Uh, in 19- it was a wonderful experience. In 1971, after uh, her apartment was robbed, Zappa and uh, Al Britton decided that the cast should be preserved for a future exhibition, and he entrusted it and entrusted them to Zappa's business and legal partner Herb Cohen. And uh, yeah, so she had this. She had stopped making casts for a after long, Michael Bublé for a long time. <laughs> Uh, and uh, her career was immortalized in the 2001 documentary Plaster Caster, and she participated in the 2005 BBC documentary My Penis and I, created by <laughs> filmmaker Lawrence uh, Barraclough about his anxiety over the size of his penis. So, um, plaster's not the most um, 
resilient material, right? I don't, I don't know. So they, they, well, so so you make the cast out of plaster, r- right? And then you make the mold out of like a, a plastic, or okay, something, oh. something a little bit more durable. Or, or, I'm sorry, that's the mold, and then then you fill the mold, right, with something with else, jello, uh, to to make <laughs> the actual. Uh, um, what, what cast? Yeah. Well, no, the cat. Well, sculpture. Yeah, I guess so. The I don't know. Uh, so, anyhow, it's like when they do someone's face, right? You know, they'll they'll do plaster yeah. first, then they take that off, and then they pour in the, it's the uh, reverse, and then yeah. they pour in the stuff. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so, but uh, she was a bit of a legend in the in the world of rock, and uh, she passed away at the age of seventy four. All right, we are new movies are yay! Up. It's a Friday. Here we go. <laughs> Someone threw their movie list away? No, no. I I threw the the plaster caster story in the trash can, and I wanted to save it for music news later on. And it sat right here at the top. And I reached in to grab it, and as I reached in to grab it, it kept going deeper and deeper and deeper <laughs> like in a trash sand. can. It was like quicksand. <laughs> and I finally had it, and I, I'm sorry, I, I had a bit of a of, of a fit there for a moment. Okay. You had to have been in the studio to see it. <laughs> it was great. It was all <laughs> physical. Okay, movie's opening today. <sighs> the Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, an action comedy starring Nicolas Cage, Pedro Pascal, and Tiffany Haddish. The plot is creatively unfulfilled and facing financial ruin. Uh, the A fictionalized version of Nicolas Cage must accept a million-dollar offer to attend the birthday of a dangerous superfan. Things take a wildly unexpected turn when Cage is recruited by a CIA operative and forced to live up to his own legend, channeling his most iconic and beloved on-screen characters in order to save himself and his loved ones. Hour and 46 minutes long. It's rated R. Wide theater release today. Rotten Tomatoes gives it a good thumbs up with an 89% score. Nice. The Northman. Action adventure starring Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, and Anya Taylor-Joy. Uh, Prince Emleth is on the verge of becoming a man when his father is brutally murdered by his uncle who kidnaps the boy's mother. Two decades later, Amleth is now a Viking who's on a mission to save his mother, kill his uncle, and avenge his father. That's a long afternoon. Two hours and 17 minutes long. Rated R. Wide theater release. Gives the same score as uh, the Nicolas Cage movie at 89%. Very yeah. cool. I, I Normally, um, these types of movies aren't my thing, but this one, <clears throat> he's a great actor. And yeah. uh, and when I watched the trailer for this, I was like, okay, I think I'm on board for this one. It, it looks like it's, it's not, you know, entirely rooted in... Um, it's more lore than history. All right, and then finally, The Bad Guys opens. Uh, it's an animated adventure comedy. stars Sam Rockwell, Mark Maron, and Zazie Beetz. Uh, a carjacker criminal crew of animal outlaws are about to attempt their most challenging con yet, and that's becoming model citizens. Uh, never have there been five friends of infamous as, the ba- as infamous as The Bad Guys. Uh, dashing pickpocket Mr. Wolf, seen it all safecracker Mr. Snake, chill master of disguise Mr. Shark, but when, after years of countless heists and being the world's most wanted villains, the gang is finally caught, Mr. Wolf brokers a deal to save them all from prison. Uh, hour and 40 minutes long, rated PG, wide theater release, and that also gets a good score from Rotten Tomatoes with an 84%. Now we're on to the clips. While filming Polar Bear, co-director Jeff Wilson observed countless bears in their Arctic habitat. And in this clip, he recalls a particular instance when he and the crew saw something that blew, that really, really, really 
<laughs> we good? Yeah. Blew them away. Yeah. There we go. In that particular moment, 20 bears coming together, having just feasted <laughs> on a whale and having a great play together was something that I had never witnessed before. Uh, very few of our guides had witnessed before, but also just that social behavior, that kind of playing together because bears for the most of their lives are solitary. <laughs> <laughs> Polar Bear can be streamed on Disney+. Plus. I want to see this. I saw the uh, trailer for it last night. Next clip. Los Angeles broker and reality star Christine Quinn serves many fashionable looks in the show Selling Sunset. And in this clip, she explains the truth behind her day-to-day outfits. I wouldn't say it's realistic <laughs> that oh, I'm wearing six-inch heels every single day and pulling looks and serving hair like that. I mean, obviously, that's the show and we had a lot of fun with it but um usually i wear jeans and flats when i'm with my clients shut the f- up pulling looks i'm glad we have that uh-huh. i'm glad that's that was out there and released and we passed it on <laughs> <laughs> season five of selling sunset can now be streamed on <laughs> look Netflix. at these oh, we're looking at a video look these robotic women i know plastic yeah it's crazy yeah uh it's is it just rich real estate is that what that's it is? what it is yeah, yeah. There you go. Pulling looks, though. Pulling looks all the time. All right, and that's it. The Entertainment Report. We have a lot to get to, so I want to move right along. We have several guests, a few of them in the studio. Uh, We have comedian Steve Trevino, who's going to be here. Uh, We have Cindy Williams, Shirley Feeney of Laverne and Shirley. Love her. She's going to be stopping in. She's got a show at the Bucks County uh, Playhouse. Uh, We also are going to have a a Zoom interview. Gary Sinise will be on the show today. Really, really cool. (laughs) We have concert cash. We have a special guest for a special announcement that we'll get to close to 8 o'clock around Bizarre File Time. I think you may want to make plans for this special announcement that we have and more. We'll come back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Why do you ask? Red Hot Chili Peppers. Ron Jones. Nita Strauss with David Draymond. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WNMR. Hey, we made an announcement uh, the other day of the Preston and Steve side uh, stage. It's going to be at the MMRBQ and um, a couple of things about that. Uh, first of all, Froggy's going to be playing a set. Awesome. Excited to see those ladies on our stage. Uh, also, DJ Jackie Bam Bam spinning one of his famous DJ sets uh, for the party deck, which will be on the President's Eve side stage. And we had mentioned that we're going to have this band, Sidearm, who is going to essentially be your backing band as a lead singer. We have 10 different slots for people to audition for. And this is what I'm, I'm getting to here is to tell you how you can audition and be at the MMRBQ. Here's what you do. We have a list of songs, like 50 songs. These guys play everything. They're ready to go. This is what they do. And you can pick one of those songs and then just have a video of you performing this song, posted on social media using a hashtag MMRBQ. We'll find it. We'll look at them. And we're going to pick the 10 ones that we like most. Everybody who wins, who, we're, who are our finalists, will get four tickets to the MMRBQ. 
and then they'll get up on stage and sing a song with the band yeah. in front of the audience. So It's very cool. It's going to be yeah. fun. We're very much looking forward to this. So here's what you do. Go to WMMR.com and should have a link that'll be right there for you to check out and the list of songs for you to choose from. And it's everything from Journey to Black Crows, uh, Foo Fighters, Green Day, Led Zeppelin, The Doors, The Beatles. There's just tons of stuff on here. So you find something, I think, that you'll be able to perform. And then you sing it, make the video. And hashtag it MMRBQ, and uh, we'll see if you end up on him. Also, it's like singing for your tickets. Yeah, you, you yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. And your friends will get to see you on stage. There you, you go. A pack of tickets, which is really cool. Speaking of four packs, the 420 deal is happening. So you can get four tickets, $20 each. It's an $80 charge for four tickets, plus the Ticketmaster fees on top of that. And that's available through May 2nd at 10 p.m. while supplies last. And all the details available at WMMR.com. Uh, before we get into anything, uh, can I do a quick shout out? Absolutely. Uh, this is for uh, uh, my son, Parker, found out that uh, somebody he works with is a big fan of the show. I think it's his boss. Uh, he had mentioned, uh, so I want to give a shout out. Thank you to listening, uh, Alex Monteith, and also the whole crew at Lightspeed. Uh, where my son Parker works is a uh, Amazon delivery driver. Yes, so. working his ass off, right? So thanks for taking care of my boy. Yeah, yeah I appreciate that, and thank you for listening. Yeah, he he digs it working there. It, you're not on his route, are you? No, he does not deliver in our okay. area. Uh, you might find him in the in the Pottstown area. All right, oh, so okay. very look, cool. Yep, look for that really handsome, long haired driver. <laughs> That's my son. All right, um, you know what? Uh, since we have so many guests on, I think that we need to clean out the junk drawer right. Now, or we will never get to it. Uh, and I do have some stories that I think you guys will dig. I'm sorry, my accent fart wasn't working there. Right. Okay. There we go. There it is. All right. Uh, so, this. Oh, wait a minute. Let me. What's happening? Dig into the drawer. And it's find like something. you're rooting through a drawer it's there. It's kind of like that. Yeah. So, I mentioned this story before, but I just want to remind you that it's happening this weekend uh, in the skies above California. Two cousins are going to accomplish a never before seen air stunt. Uh, Luke Akins and Andy Farrington, longtime pilots, skydivers, and members of the Red Bull Air Force aviation crew, will attempt the first plane swap <laughs> where they will fly their planes close together, put them into a nosedive, and then skydive into each other's aircraft before making a safe landing. So that's happening on Sunday. So I wonder, and uh, as far as the story goes, have they gotten FAA approval for this? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a planned stunt, and right. this is to Red Bull. It's all, all going right, to be good. Hulu. Yeah, they're not doing this gorilla style. Right. Uh, they will, if they got gorillas to do it. Oh, that'd be wow. so cool. Wow. But it's getting a harness that fits because they're so yeah. top heavy. Uh, so it'll be live streamed on Hulu on Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, and it includes multiple parts that have been planned out between Aikens and Farrington and their team of engineers. They will <laughs> take off. It's <laughs> a gorilla. No, we got a gorilla sound effect. Jesus. Uh, the pair will take off in their own Cessna 182 single-seat aircrafts and fly an elevation 14,000 feet. Uh, they'll pitch their planes into a synchronized nosedive, stop their engines, use a custom air brake that will hold the planes in a controlled descent as they exit their own aircraft. Uh, they will free-fly skydive towards each other's planes, catch up to the aircrafts, enter the cockpits, disengage the air brake system, restart the engines, and take control of the That's planes. That's amazing. And then land Could they them safely. put on the parking brakes? Wouldn't that stop the plane yeah, dead totally. still? Yeah, 100%. So I, I can't it's amazing. wait to see that. Mm-hmm. That's pretty damn cool. That's right up there with you. So remember the one, I don't know if it's for Red Bull, Preston, but it was the guy who... Um, 
dove out of a plane without a parachute mm-hmm. onto a massive uh, net. net. Yeah. yeah, that was through Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. yeah so Jesus. he dove with no no parachute into a net. All right, uh, let me see what else we got here. Ah, I found. Thank God, I found this one. <laughs> uh, Nick had given me this. Um, so the Phils, the Phillies are bringing fanny packs back after banning them at the start of the season. I didn't know this was uh, this was happening, and it was... Um, uh, they're also bringing it along with clear or solid tote bags and slightly larger purse, purse, purses that were uh, previ- previously not allowed. So the reversal appears to be due to complaints from fans. Fanny packs are a big thing? Steve, it's no. so confusing and so weird, and yeah. Preston will explain. Well, essentially, they, they banned a whole lot of things you couldn't bring in. Uh, and it was uh, tote bags, backpacks, drawstring bags, camera bags, fanny packs, handbags, duffel bags, and binocular cases. Oh, come on. Wait, so what are you allowed to bring <laughs> we're in? Not, you were allowed to bring in. Your dignity. Diaper bags, small purses, medical bags, and convenience store yeah, plastic a fanny bags. fanny pack is a small bag. Kathy, it's insane. Mm-hmm. And, and so it's... Uh, it's- Started at the beginning of the pandemic and then, you know, letting fans back in. They changed a lot of the rules they did at the Wells Fargo Center. I know that the link has had some issues over the years with, like, clear bags versus ones that you um, can't oh, see no. through. Sorry. We had a spill. Well, you know, Nick, it goes back, it goes back to at the link when they, when they, they make you check your... Like my wife's pocketbook when exactly. we saw the stones. Yeah. And some of that has to do with the size of the bags. Yes. But, but, Kathy, to the inconsistencies. So uh, my girlfriend and I went to a Flyers game earlier this year, and uh, she brought in a handbag. The handbag was too big. So oh they turned God. us around at security, oh, and she man. had she had to take it back out and put it in the car. Which, listen, it's a minor inconvenience yeah. or whatever. It's, but it it's still annoying. sucks. It's annoying, yeah. right? However... If she were a mother and she had been carrying a, a diaper, giant diaper no, no, bag, it yeah, would have been if, fine. Or even a diaper in that purse, in her hand purse, oh, stop it, it really? would have been totally fine. So always have a diaper. So, what I would say is have a faux baby with you. Yeah. Yes. Because yes. we have that. I have that real looking could, baby doll. You can carry you that and I'll carry the diapers. Kathy, we're, we're going in. He's so fussy. Yeah. <laughs> She's sleeping. Please. So I don't know if the Wells Fargo Center is going to change their policy like the Phils have, but a lot of people wow. were pushing back. And I, I saw several people at Flyers games and Sixers games, actually, this year being turned around and... and uh, and the Phils, I, I think, appropriately have responded. Come on. Oh, look, okay. no, the fanny pack is approved by the Phillies. Well, just now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is the new one. Yeah, this is the new one. They just, they just changed it. But, Got I mean, it. honestly, okay. if you had a diaper in your bag but no child with you, does that Here, still? Uh, here's what you can do, Casey. I swear to God. People said, uh, I'm meeting my family here. My my husband already brought in my son, mm-hmm. you know, and, and he's at the seats or whatever. So there were there were these weird workarounds. What about adult diapers? Adult diapers, you have to wear them. Yeah. <laughs> on the well, outside. You can say this is for On me. the outside. You, yes. Yeah, but it's just, it's bizarre, and, like, it's kind of like mask rules. Like, well, there just seems to be no no consistency with it, and I think that's what a lot of people have the problems with. This makes me think of other sort of workarounds, and maybe this is a topic for another time, but, you know, people would oftentimes, Steve, in, like, California, yeah. for the high occupancy lanes, would put, like, mannequins in their car. So you're saying drive into the, the actual facility <laughs> with a dummy. No, no, your, just... Um, well, that's not a workaround. That's flat-out illegal. They yeah. will pull you over and give you a ticket. It's illegal, but it's also a lie, and so right. so is... Putting a diaper in your bag, even okay. if you don't have a child. Well, this is now going to alleviate some of this because it's just insane that you so, you got to have something to carry stuff in when you go to a, a game. Most people are, are guessing it's it's a, like a money grab because uh, you know you you can't uh, listen. Concessions are incredibly expensive. That's true. And if you bring in snacks and so on, uh, it's cutting that off. So, <laughs> well, I brought in my but Showtime rotisserie grill. There, yes. are, there are workarounds with that too, Preston. If you bring in a plastic uh, Wawa bag with a hoagie, you're fine. But if you brought in a plastic Wawa bag with uh, the, a diaper, the, yeah. oh no, no, <laughs> a, a cooler. 
Uh, and, and it had to be like a soft cooler. Right. If you brought in a hard cooler, that wasn't allowed. But if you brought in a soft cooler, like what those Dunkin' bags that we get, yeah. then you could put in a hoagie in there. Like, it's, it's, they're so weird <laughs> when it comes to the enforcement of these rules. That's crazy. Wait, and Kathy, you'll get this because there was a lot of confusion with the um, older uh, 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 guards that were checking. So, like, crossbody bags that are small. That was okay? Now. No, they uh. weren't because people were calling them fanny packs. And because fanny packs are... <laughs> because why? What is... Wh- why? Because they didn't... Just- they just didn't understand. But it. why no fanny packs? What what is it that they that why you can't carry because a fanny pack? Stupid. But <laughs> on opening day, I had a total Casey moment, and I thought about it because I had a, a coat because it was still a little chilly, and I thought if I make a purse out of a coat, if I make a per- coat into a purse, it'd be fine. I could make a coat and put anything I wanted in it and carry it as a like coat in the pockets, and that could be fine. Okay. Yeah. It's, 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 it's too arbitrary, and as, as you were saying, Nick, that's what pisses people off. It's and like, I, come on. So come somebody on. somebody texted in that the Wells Fargo Center has just allowed fanny packs back in last weekend. So I guess the Wells Fargo Center is also adjusting the rules. I, I am also, really, I am. I want to talk to like an executive and be like, what? What is it with? I know the fanny pack because to me, all that is is a small bag. Why would you not be able to carry that? Yeah, Can't, that my my girlfriend had the exact same question. They're also giving away fanny packs in a few months. Uh, <laughs> by the way, it was like Casey at a fish show one time oh got asked to get rid of a bag. He's like, I bought it here, here inside the venue. <laughs> no, I bought that. this here. It's it merch. It is a reusable, uh, you know, fish donut bag. It's like one of those shopping bags. Right. Yeah. I bought it at the show. <laughs> so it was a Friday, Saturday, yeah. Sunday concert down at the beach uh, in Atlantic City, and I bought this on Friday night, and then on Saturday, I brought it with me. And she's like, oh, you can't bring that in there. I go, I, I can't Did they eventually I, I, acquiesce? Or? No. That's no. insane. So, dude, so what I ended up doing is... I, you brought in some diapers. Well, so when you when you buy this thing, it folds up into like a little, right. tiny little pillow. Right. And so I did that. I folded it up, and the lady watched me do it. Yeah. And then I saw my... I was with my buddy. I go, I go, dude, this chick's watching me. I go... I'm like, can you just put this in your pocket and bring it in? Yeah. And sure enough, when I went to go in, she goes, uh, she had a security guard. Check that guy. I think he's got a bag on him. Oh, my God. Come mm-hmm. on. Wow. Makes you feel like a I, criminal. Well, uh-huh. anyhow, they've, they've, uh, they've backpedaled on good. this. And uh, you should be good to uh, bring in Shame some of those items. <laughs> All right, let me go in. I got other things, folks. Come on. Before we get into the weekend. I love this story. Uh, Snickers is shutting down social media rumors that it has smoothed out the chocolate topping of the candy bar to eliminate what some have characterized as a penis vein. Oh, come on. They, Knock it off. No, they didn't do it. Oh, all right, yeah. all right. No, they, 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 there were rumors. Okay. I love that. That that's To me, that's sort of an iconic yeah. swirl. You love so, the penis yeah. veins. I love <laughs> penis veins. Yeah. Oh, my God. Somebody had gotten on social media and said that, um, uh, you know, this is cancel culture and you know they were spouting that bs uh that <laughs> that snickers had removed it uh, Wait, because people were offended by did, it did they remove the vein no did they? they didn't oh. it's fake oh. it's face okay. it's face it's fake <laughs> so the marzone brand this week declared in a tweet that quote contrary to what's trending on twitter the veins remain all right uh, i never thought of them as veins i yeah. thought of them as the way you like on yeah. the icing on the top of a cake yeah some people think it looks like a, a, a vein in a penis well, then just do a full penis design on so it snopes.com traced the source to of the rumors to a photograph circulating on social media that showed an unusually smooth snickers bar along with claims that it had taken out the vein because of the x-rated imagery uh, Snopes concluded that the smooth bar could have been a one-off or possibly due to a manufacturing error. 
Uh, but the site shot down uh, that rumor. Uh, they wrote, uh, Mars has not removed the vein from candy bars after being pressured by the, quote, woke mob. In fact, we find no calls for this vein to be removed at all. And they're actually, Snickers is having fun with it. Uh, so not only did Snickers tweet about it, but so did others Mars-owned brands, including Twix, which tweeted, close call, prompting Snickers to reply, waiting for the day you show yours off. So the candy bars are kind of going back and forth in there. Mars their owns Twitter. M&M's as well? Yeah, it's uh, that same company, M&M okay. Mars, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's not true, but I thought that was a lot of fun. So, all right, let me see what else we can find in here. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> there you go. A recent study to the American College of Cardiology concludes that living next to train tracks, airports, and noisy highways is more than a mere annoyance. It could also cause a heart attack, specifically in New Jersey. Oh, wait. Why? Why in New Jersey in particular? Well, that's where they did the study. All right. Oh. So the study presented to the American College of Cardiology's 71st Annual Scientific Session looked at heart attack rates among nearly 16,000 New Jersey residents hospitalized for a heart attack in 2018. Ah! Researchers... Use a database that records all cardiovascular hospitalizations in the state, as well as data from the Bureau of Transportation Statistics to calculate noise levels. The cardio division. And patients were divided into two groups. Those who experienced noise levels of 65 decibels or higher, uh, or those with low noise exposure. And the heart attack rate was 72% higher in places with high levels of noise pollution. And they think there's some sort of a correlation I can see that on some level, but I'll tell you this. I used to, uh, the first apartment that my wife and I lived in was right adjacent to elevated train tracks, and I found that sound soothing. That's good. Yeah, I I mean, I found the the sound of the train soothing. So uh, I guess, but obviously if you're living next to a super active airport... That might agitate you a bit. It's funny, Steve, because I, I, I agree with you. I find train sounds soothing. Yeah. But I, I live relatively close to a highway, and I really love where I live. But the one thing that bothers me about it is the oh, highway really? noise. Right. And uh, that's the only reason. When they hit the speed. Uh... Well, no, it's just it's just trucks and, right, and cars yeah. going on the highway. right? Yeah. And, and yeah. listen, like it's it's the, you know, when you live near a highway, you're going to have to deal with that. And I, I can accept that. But it, like if I live near train tracks, I think it'd be fine with it. Yeah. You know? So, listen, researchers later concluded that high noise exposure was was responsible for about 1 in 20 heart attacks in New Jersey. Oh, 1 wow. in 20. Jeez. That's actually pretty uh, high. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. So, so quiet down out there. Yeah, I, um, I get startled in my house quite a bit because... In my bedroom, like, I, and all the the um, bedroom doors on my second floor, I put those um, uh, automatic hinges on, right? Because uh, you know, dogs are going in and and right. making Never messes and stuff. No, but in my bedroom, I swear to God, when I'm going to sleep, everybody comes into my room like Kramer and Seinfeld. I swear to God. And so yesterday, I was uh, doing some stuff by the door. My wife walked in. And I kind of like jumped a little bit, and she's like, "What were you doing?" And I was like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, they, "You just like, it looked like you were doing something. You were trying to hide what you were doing." I'm I was like, "No, it. Uh, no." I was standing up. I go, right. "No." I go, "You walked in like Kramer. Like you scared the hell out of me when you walked in the door." And every single time, like I'm trying to fall asleep, people walk in. Do you think that will eventually result in you having a heart attack? Maybe, Steve, yeah. because it, it gets my heart racing. Like it really does startle me every single time. Like somebody walks into my my. Uh, my bedroom door. Have wow. you asked them not to? Uh, 
Yesterday I did. I finally, <laughs> I finally came to the point where I was like, can you please stop? Listen, okay. I recommend you ask them not to do that. Hey, going back to the noise thing, uh, does uh, does anybody, my, my wife and I now have a joke. If, if we're in the car together and we're listening to music kind of loud yeah. and you're trying to, like, see if traffic is coming or something like that, we you have to turn the radio down so you can see better. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yes. No, right. like, um... Oh God! Wait, yes. When Turn do that I down. Do that? I can't see. I, I do uh, it for parking. Parking. I yeah. Was just, yeah, parking. Yeah, park, especially in the city. Yeah. If I'm driving and I need to parallel park or get you know pull into a spot, I have to turn the radio down so uh-huh. I can concentrate. I, I, you're I, getting that's... close to your destination, but you're not yes. quite sure where it is. Yes. You have to yes. turn the radio off. Totally. Yeah. Well, I think that makes perfect sense because you're not distracted, right? Yeah. I mean, how many times are you? How many times are you caught up in a song and you drive past an exit or something? <laughs> oh yeah, that? yeah it absolutely. happens all the time. Hey, um, any oh. questions that we have about uh, heart attacks and noise and kids coming into Casey's room? Yeah, can be answered by the good doctor. Hey! Yesterday's birthday boy, Doctor Mike Serigliano of Fox. <laughs> 29 and Penn Medicine. Hey, man. I love it. You know, the, yesterday, you all texted me. It's so sweet. You you are the most beautiful people. Aww. I'm telling you. It's just so nice. Well, we you love you. You just get hate mail. <laughs> you, you, you're just so sweet. Anyway, very important. This is not the first study to show this. Uh, when you live near areas like airports or, or, or uh, tra- areas where there's trucks and things like that, the noise has two effects. One, it, re- it causes stress in the body, which releases catecholamines, which are these hormones that can make your blood pressure go up, make mm. your cholesterol go up, and it's been associated with inflammation. So it's a real deal. It's not uh, crazy. It's well, so, so, but I have also found that, and we were talking about living near train tracks, I found um, bizarrely soothing, that sound. So I guess things you might associate with being disruptive can also be pleasant and work the other way. Would you say that, or am I not long for this world? Well, no, I, I, I prefer rain. Yeah. <laughs> you know, right. like, uh, rather than a, a, a diesel train. I right. guess it depends on the decibel level of it, how close you are to the sound as well, Mike. Exactly. The louder the noise. It's called noise pollution, and, and it's everywhere. And and not only is there the problem of that, but if you're in uh, or live near a highway, you know, these, these the especially diesel engines right. emit these little tiny microphones. Micro particles, and Great. they end up getting into the body, into the bloodstream, cool. and, it makes, uh, and yeah. it makes you impotent. Tell me more. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. It's not that makes you impotent, man. You're, you're like a dynasty. We're talking about Bill Westia. He's another dynasty, man. He's a man. Anyway, yeah. the bottom line is when it comes to uh, when it comes to these microparticles, they can come in and they get absorbed into the body, and they cause damage to the vessels, and that's another. Uh, uh, reason that that being near highways and areas where there's a lot of pollution is is not all right it makes sense if you find yourself in that situation you find yourself in that noisy situation you can't get out out of it what is your what's your best option i mean wearing earplugs or something Uh, earplugs uh and people who do shift work kind of like you guys uh, sometimes you need to wear uh, coverings over your eyes it's very very important so this is just at night then like what what about if it's the middle of the day and a plane goes by or a train goes Uh, Right. Well, well, right. I mean, the the noise is not good for you because it does increase the level of inflammation and stress. But if you're trying to sleep, as as we yeah. were talking about, uh, it, it's really important that you get a good night's sleep. And so, uh, 
you need to wear something that protects your ears so that you don't get woken up by the noise and make sure that your eyes are covered. There was a study showing that even if you have your eyes closed, uh, blue light emitted from right. uh, computers and things, about 10% of that light still gets through into your retina. And mm. so even with your eyes closed. So it's very important for people that do shift work or people that uh, uh, critically need sleep, and we all do, and we're all sleep deprived. So um, my, my crazy cool. bro- my crazy brother actually has he knows what he's doing when he covers all of the lights in his like he'll cover the lights on the tv on the you know like anything that's in the room the does clock. he put his phone in um phone in the, is upside oh, yeah. down like there's he can't sleep if there's like one tiny bit of light coming yeah. into the room so dr mike actually I'll, I'll let him know he's gonna be healthy you tell him he's he's doing it right he's that's doing it right absolutely right, right. thank I you, love you mike. we, we love, love you have a great weekend mike Vergliano. That might make you reconsider purchasing that home next to the missile testing site. <laughs> hey, I, okay, I, I wasn't going to say anything, but since we're talking about uh, loud noises, I, I want to point out just a, a complete dick move that I experienced a couple of weeks ago. Um, was at uh, it was in Skipback, and there's a great little outside restaurant called Basta Pasta. You can sit outside, and the weather's nice, and eat dinner and everything. And it was, Al fresco. It was like a, a Friday or Saturday. It was busy, you know, and and uh, a lot of people out there and. Uh, Skipback is this little village, and from time to time, uh, groups of motorcycles will come through because uh, they're doing, they're cruising, you yeah. know, they're doing whatever. They're going from town to town. And man, these two guys, it was so just loud. two guys riding together, and they clearly did this on purpose. As they were going by, they see all these people outside. outside. I mean, they gunned it. And so, you know, with the tinnitus, yeah, yeah. and my ears are, it's like a raw nerve in your tooth exposed. To loud noise, and they went by, and they hit it hard, on purpose, just to just to do that. Yeah, I mean, as a joke. Oh, I'm like, what? What's wrong with you? Yeah, you wanted to go push them off. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I'm, I'm like, you're a bully. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're you're just a bully. You're just a dick, and and you got nothing out. Of, uh, you know. Yes, I, I was really really angry about that. I, I hate when you do that. <sighs> I hate people. Yeah, like that's that. why when you go to Basta Pasta next time, have one of those speed strips that <laughs> yeah. you can lay out. Yeah. Spike strips. Yeah, yeah. Throw those out there. Uh, Press. You would have been so pissed at this uh, last summer uh, down the shore. Uh, they, there were these kids that were walking on the sidewalk, and these people drove by them on, in, a, in a pickup truck. And this lady, who kind of looked a lot like Mama June Shannon, uh, uh, hung out the passenger side window and blew an air horn at these kids. Oh, oh my God. She was a freaking adult. A, 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 like, you know, not like a little young adult. Like, she was probably at least... Was it, in fact, Mama June Shannon? No, but she was a fat <laughs> ass is what she was, and... And uh, and I I was like, why would you do something like that? I mean, like she was. You're just a bully. Yeah, you're, you're a bully, and something went wrong in your life. But don't keep throwing that on everyone else. So I, I agree with you both a hundred percent. Is it? A, are they seeking attention? Is it like and and to pay attention to them and then get angry about it? Like, is that what they're actually seeking in the first place? Like, I, I don't. I don't know how to respond. to I it. think this was more than just look at me. It was like let's really piss them off. Let's. I mean, because it it was pain, painfully loud. Yeah. Well, painfully loud, especially for you. Yeah. And now, if you have an electric vehicle, you can rev that all you want. <laughs> yeah. um, all right. Well, anyhow, let me move on to something else. I just wanted to talk for a moment. Something decidedly lighter. Uh, Oreos. Let's talk about the, those for just a moment. Uh, scientists have taken a closer look at the flow and fracture of the cookies. Uh, and the penis vein? MIT researchers say that the cream is officially mushy. 
and tends to stick to one side of the cookie in terms of <laughs> rheology, which study co-author Crystal Owens explains can be used to measure the texture of food depending on the failure, stresses, and strains. Uh-huh. They actually created a device <laughs> that would pull apart the uh, the wafers equally. With equal, equal pulling pressure. Yes, to yep. try and perfectly wow. find it and split it. And they found that actually uh, the, the reason that it sticks to one side is because the way the cookies are manufactured... They squirt the uh, the cream on one wafer first, and then they that, put the yeah. other one on top of huh. it. So the one that it squirted on first has just a tiny little bit more stick to it. You know, we were talking the other day about particular ways of eating things like M&Ms and different types of candy, and nobody brought up Oreos. And I was kind of surprised afterwards. I was thinking about it. We all sort of have our way of eating an Oreo, you know, whether you screw it apart or eat it all at the same time or what, dunk it in milk, whatever, whatever I'm a version you have. I just eat it as the cookie. You're not I, a dunker? I, I, I don't know. No. Uh, and uh, I've had all different way. types. I have the, um, uh, I'll drink milk with it, certainly. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's like the time I accidentally ordered 1,500 boxes of <laughs> Oreo. Wait, is this in one? They are good. I misread <laughs> the allotment per box. And uh, and so I, I got very good at it. Uh, that that is a big thing, but it does make sense. The cream isn't going to react. It's going to there's an an adhesion, I guess, that takes place. Yeah, and it'll it'll favor one side. Did it say statistically? Were they able to pull off the perfect split in the cream? Or no, 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 yeah. no. Uh-uh. you're going to get a little bit yeah. on there, no matter what. And they they created this very sophisticated device to do it. Next cancer, yeah. write this down. We need to talk about this at a different time. Mm. But things that you ordered and you didn't know the quantity you're ordering. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I have. I could bring in post-it notes for the whole office. Oh, <laughs> wow. Uh-huh. oh yeah, oh yeah. We'll, we'll we'll bring that up. I have a couple All of those. Right. Just well, take listen, a look at my medicine cabinet. We're gonna have to wrap because we gotta oh. we gotta stay on time. Yeah. We we have uh, the. Uh, Contra Cash coming up. We've got a special announcement coming up in the next break, along with the Bizarre File. And we have a whole list of guests that are going to be on the show. So we're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Don't go too far because you will not want to miss the information that we have to pass along when we return. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And probably other places. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Before we do the uh, concert cash uh, keyword, let's do this. To remind you, it is indeed Friday, my friend.
Now, here's your concert cash keyword. And you can win tickets to the MMRBQ along with $500 if you enter the word slam. You'll be in the running for it. So the word is slam, S-L-A-M. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways for you to do it. You can text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMR BQ. Winners will get a call from Beasley, our company, so make sure you answer your phone. Contest rules available at WMMR.com, and it is sponsored by AAA Distributor. So the word again is SLAM, S-L-A-M, and good luck to you, friend. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Final. All right, it's brought to you this morning. By Natural Lawn of America, safer for your lawn, kids, and pets. You can schedule their full-service program and get free seeding every year. Call 800-FREE-SEED. Natural Lawn of America, greener grass, fewer weeds, guaranteed. Let's start with this. Here's a, here's a fun one. In Washington State, firefighters came to the rescue of a woman who fell and got stuck in a vault toilet after attempting to retrieve her cell phone. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. This occurred at the top of Mount Walker. Rescuers said the woman in her 40s was using the toilet when she dropped the phone inside. The woman reportedly tried to dismantle the toilet by taking off the seat and Not housing good. to get to her phone. She used her dog's leashes to help support her while trying to fish the phone out. Yeah. But they failed and she fell into the toilet Head first. Okay, is it one of those toilets, like you said on the town, uh, top of Mount Walker, one of those toilets where it's just a hole? Do you know what I mean, Nick? You do a lot like of Like an outhouse toilet? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I know what you're talking about, but I don't Casey, know what this is like. It said she took off the seat and housing to get to her phone. So it has a, uh, yeah. a housing and a seat. Yeah, yeah, but underneath that seat, there, it's not like plumbing. For, uh, Sometimes. No, it's, it's a vault it's, toilet. Okay. You're, just, you're just dumping into the ground from oh, what man. I understand. Uh, so uh, she then used her cell phone to call 911 after about 20 minutes in an attempt to climb out. She actually Fire, used the phone, huh? Firefighters <laughs> found her inside, assessed the situation and then made a tall, makeshift cribbing platform, which was passed down helping to helping her to it's stand. It's okay, just, just let me die. Uh, then they pulled her out to safety, so I don't know how long she was in there. She waited 20 minutes before she even called them. Right. Oh my and then it had to take them a while to get there. The woman told rescuers she was not injured and did not want to be taken to the hospital. Firefighters said that she was washed down and given a Tyvex suit to wear. And then was strongly encouraged to pursue medical attention after being exposed to human waste. On the plus side, while she was down there, she won concert cash, Preston. Oh, yeah. <laughs> However, they said that she just wanted to leave and travel back to California. Uh, rescuers said the woman was extremely fortunate not to be overcome by toxic gases yeah. or sustain an injury while she was down there. Some people die from asphyxiation. Remember that was there was something like that with uh, manure or something, and, the, and two brothers died? Yeah. They were in a pit over it? Yeah, it it's, can kill you it's quickly. It's happened a few times, yeah. yeah. A Florida bride barely got a chance to enjoy her nuptials after being arrested for allegedly lacing her own wedding food with marijuana and serving it to unsuspecting guests. You can't do that. Uh, Dana Glennie and her... 
caterer, Jocelyn Brandt, were charged with tampering, culpable negligence, and delivery of marijuana. It's going to be great. Deputies responded to a wedding ceremony after multiple guests reported feeling weird. One guest told officials that he felt like he had, quote, drugs inside him after eating food and drinking wine. Feel like I'm at a seahorse party. <laughs> Other guests were vomiting and complaining of stomach pains as first responders arrived on the scene and some were taken to the hospital. Seahorses. <laughs> Forever. And by the way, dude, so today's marijuana, today's pot. Right, right. If you are not a smoker, mm-hmm. uh, if you don't dabble and you have some, it can F you up. So, yes, friends of ours who, who have been uh, users for over the course of many years say that. And it, 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 you are not prepared for yes. the potency. You got to you got to take baby yes. steps at first. My friend runs a wedding venue, and she had uh, a bride and groom who wanted to give out pot brownies as their uh, favor, favor as yeah. they were making right. the wedding. And she was like, "You can't do that." Right. She's like, "We are not. We're actually not going to allow you to give pot brownies to your guests." Well, at our wedding, we had at every table, every plate had a hypodermic with heroin. <laughs> in it. Oh, yeah, Miranda, a gift. Yeah. Miranda, Katie, a guest said, "I thought I was having a heart attack. My heart was racing, and before I went to bed that night, I actually slept in." my car on site. Detectives took food items from the wedding, including chocolate-covered strawberries, pudding, shot desserts, and lasagna to have them tested. Two months later, Brian and Glennie were arrested. That's crazy. A North Charleston man told police that he thought a gun that injured a zombie performer at a Myrtle Beach haunted house over the weekend was a prop. Listen to how this played out. Keel Brown and his family were walking through the haunted house portion of the Hollywood Wax Museum when several relatives were frightened by an employee performing as a zombie. One person in the group fell to the ground, and during the scramble, a gun slid across the floor and allegedly struck Brown in the foot. Brown told investigators he thought the gun was a prop. It was part of the haunted house experience. When he picked it up, and then he fired twice, striking the costume employee once in the shoulder. He thought it was just like part of a game. You know, like, you know. That blood looks real. Yeah. Uh, Brown. <laughs> well done. Uh, Brown is accused of giving the gun to his 15 year old son as they left the popular tourist attraction. Brown later fled to the Charleston area and was taken into custody. Now, it didn't help that he ran. Uh, I, I shot a zombie. Uh, with help from the U.S. Marshal Task Force, they returned him to Myrtle Beach. Uh, the He's source, freaking out. The source of the gun came. Uh, uh, how, where where the, the source of the gun was remains under investigation. The employee was treated and released from a local hospital. Brown has been charged with contributing to the delinquency of a minor in connection with his son <laughs> getting the gun. Wow. All right, and then finally, we'll do one more quick story. Some shoppers in Indiana were in for a slithery surprise during their recent trip to Walmart. They ran into a ball python who was Whoa. hanging out on one of the store's shelves. Whoa. What the f- Animal Control took the snake to a shelter where they named him Wolverine. Hey, Ma, they sell snakes now. And now he's looking for a forever home uh, because he is still stressed and getting used to being handled. Officials say Wolverine would do best with an experienced snake owner. So uh, they just happened to find him right there on the shelves at Walmart. They sell live bait. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File. A reminder... You've got about seven minutes or so to enter the word that we have for you, which for concert cash, which is slam, S-L-A-M. Mm. And we're going to give you until 15 after the hour to do it. So good luck. Make sure that you enter. All right. We have an announcement to make and a guest who is here in conjunction with that announcement. So before I mention our guest, that's going to give it all away. Absolutely. So yeah. I think I'll make the announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, Friday May 27th, a live live broadcast of the Preston and Steve show will be taking place at Keenan's in North Wildwood. 
official opening of the Jersey Shore, my friends, with Coors Light as our sponsor, and we are psyched to welcome our good friend back to the studio, Mr. Scott Keenan. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. Good to see you, Scott. After a two-year hiatus. Yes. <laughs> and by the way, we like pasted everything we could to get through those two years and kind of did something last year that was sort of went over well, but this is the real deal. We're yep. coming back. Yep. We will return, like I said, on Friday, May 27th. And uh, actually, we have something kind of cool that's going on. It's uh, fantastic. Uh, to participate in. First of all, how have you been? Doing well. Excellent, man. Everyone's doing well. Excellent. And I'm telling you, so I, I now have a, uh, uh, we have a home in, uh, in Wildwood Crest. So I'm down that way from time to time, and uh, we'll ride my bike by Keenan's, and uh, you guys seem to be, you know, back in the old swing of things. Yeah, we are. Uh, as my father used to say a couple years ago, we're breaking even, but everybody seems to be enjoying themselves. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me ask you, is it, that, is it still called Wildwood, or is it just Keenan's now because of the expansion? <laughs> yeah, oh, right? please, don't start that stuff. <laughs> it's still North Wildwood. yeah. Well, that's nice. cool. And, and and obviously you've done a whole bunch of uh, improvements and stuff that were really cool. Had to take a little break. But there there are people who maybe have never been, who have heard about the legendary live broadcast. Well, if you've been uh, hearing about it and wanting to go, you can do it now. And, and it's just weeks away. Yeah. Well, realistically, you have kids that turn 21 that missed a whole year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we last year... They were combined two years into one. We need to corrupt you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, last year, so we, um, you know, we did sort of a a hybrid. We sent uh, Brent Porsche down there, and and he did his thing. And then uh, I went down later on in the afternoon, and I stopped by probably around 4 or 5 o'clock in the evening. And um, it looked like people were having a great time and and just really uh, relishing and the fact that they were able to, you know, be able to hang out on premises on site. And they've shut the street down. Is that going to be the case for... Is it permanent? Permanent. That, oh, wow. That That is permanent. Last year they did it because of COVID. Yeah. And what they did, they, they allowed us to extend our property, or our, our pavements. Right. So now the city of North Wildwood, who was excellent, you know, when, when they gave us lemons, uh, they made lemonade out of North yeah. Wildwood. Well, that's Wait, excellent, so what's man. shut down? The street right in front of Keenan. Yeah, right. Like you know where street. people stand in line right in front there? That's they have There, there are barricades. No. Uh, and you can't drive on there. You can, oh. you can ride your bike through there if you want to or something like that. But yeah, and, and so there's people hanging out outside quite a bit. Yeah, the cross streets are still open, yep. but the main like thoroughfare, that? that's called Old New Jersey Avenue. That's yep. closed now. That's yeah. terrific. Yeah. yeah. Permanently yeah. Closed. yeah. They went to the state and they got that approved to be permanently closed. Well, good for the for them, because you you got to make up for some lost time. We can do some stuff. We can do there. stuff. Yes, we if can. We, if we, uh, which will like, make no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> we just can't shoot anybody in the butt like we did the one time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no, no guns. We won't. We won't no, bring no, any no, firearms. No, no. Everything will look real. Right. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Alcohol is just not permitted. In the street, right, okay. right, right, but, right, right. but on the sidewalk, it is. All right, so oh, yeah, we could, uh, you know, because we're 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 now like, okay, what what are some things that we can do? Because we tend to have these uh, little games that we play when we go to Keenan. <laughs> Much to Scott's chagrin. Yep, I literally texted Scott a few weeks ago and I was like, "Hey, man, uh, you know anybody with a helicopter?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to, think, you know. Because maybe we could do something with a helicopter. Well, I, you know, it's so much fun. It's like, and, and I, I'm, I told you this off air, but every day we're getting texts. Hey, you doing Keenan's again this year? Oh, and we get constantly. emails. People like, and people have made it a part of their routine for opening up the summer, for going down the Jersey Shore, and so to be able to make this announcement and tell people, yes, we are in fact going back. I, I know people have been chomping at the bit to come down and see you guys again. Yeah, some 15, 16, I think it's 16 years now, I think we've been doing uh, Eggs with Peg. Uh, we tried to establish an event. Yeah. And now we definitely established the event. Uh, in North Wildwood and also for the whole Jersey Shore area. You know? it, it is it is the definitive 
uh, uh, party. It, it is the it is the kickoff point. I mean, it has to happen, and people feel unfulfilled. It's just not the proper lead into the summer if you're not at Keenan's. And so we're we're incredibly psyched, and we, we're going to try to. I'm uh, working on things that will make this extra special, this return. And I do have a helicopter for you, but just can't <laughs> look you. like this, the Scarface episode. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah God, we're going to do that. Idea. Push uh, Ed Murray Abraham out of the air. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, have any... Now, listen. Uh, uh, from time to time, you guys uh, expand the club. You change the inside of it, or you do something. And then we have to go, oh, man, we can't do that anymore because the room used to be laid out this way. Yeah, any changes <laughs> to the to the, to the the club at all as of late? We We... Haven't changed structurally. Okay. Um, okay. You know, we actually expanded because we have the whole sidewalk, which is now 3,000 3, square feet that we utilize. And then we extend it in the back because of COVID. Yeah. We could go another 3,000 uh, square feet. So now we're at like 37, 38,000 square feet. Oh, my of, God. So what, what, what is your adjusted capacity at any given time? Um, by the fire with marshal? The, with, with, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, by the law. With the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> our, our occupancy is 1,800. Right. 1,800 wow. people. But now wow. you, ex- you expand it now with the outside. Now yeah. we're probably at about 2,300. It's amazing. <laughs> I tell you what, but it's... You, <laughs> We have had people, we've had professional athletes come out, uh, <laughs> Eagles players yeah. who, yeah. you know, play at the link, and they come out and they will be there and be, oh, my God. Well, because mm-hmm. it's 7 a.m. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or even 5 a.m. Yeah. when people are lined up down the street to get in for the event. All right, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, it's called the Countdown to Keenan's event. Uh, we are going to have your shot to win some cut-the-line passes because, like I said, there's a line that forms oh, yeah. before the sun even comes up. And also a VIP table with a bucket of Coors Light and a case of Coors Light. I assume that'll be to go. Uh, and here's what you do. You can enter online. What uh, You go to the Keenan's event page at WMMR.com, which is set up now, and upload a photo of one of your favorite moments from one of our previous Keenan's events. So, uh, you know, of course, that's Eggs with Peg or... Uh, maybe the wheel of, of bad haircuts or what's in your pants or a photo of you hanging with your friends or with us or something like that. Anything. And you can find these online. What's in your and pants? All, I know. We've done it. It was a lobster. There was a lobster. It was yeah. an eel. I mean, like, yeah, we did do eels. Hey, we, oh, we've gone to this chum. At one point, we were almost this close to a tank full of piranha. We yeah. Were yeah. Well, we, no, we put poop in the tank yeah. instead. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, honestly, we had a bucket of chum that we were going to put in somebody's yeah. pants. We ended Ended up not, not using it, and it just rotted outside. Yeah. Sorry about that, Scott. <laughs> yeah. But listen, it's the magic that everyone loves. So nice. there we go. So you enter this, and all photo entries will be displayed in the gallery on the webpage. We'll pick a winner on uh, May 20th, uh, and you can win on air as well. So listen to win each Friday leading up to the event starting next week. So we, like I said, we will give away cuff line passes a VIP table with a bucket of Coors Light to get you started, and we have a case of Coors Light as well, uh, so you'll be good to go. And, uh, and I, I think the, the 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 special tables uh, we're working on uh, will be. You'll have some room because you know how crowded it gets there, and, and these will be right down front. We're, we're still working on how that's going to happen. It's a little bit of a, a like a buffer, so, uh, yeah, yeah. But you'll, you know, you should have still be cool. An exclusive little area, so. Uh, we're getting the wheels turning on some of the things that we want to do yep. and stuff to give away, and, and we'll have more details coming 
a little bit later on about that. But just the fact that we're doing it yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, we just hope for some good weather, mm-hmm. and then we'll be ready to rock, which absolutely. is cool. Um, but uh, anything else to report? How's uh, how's Sean doing? How's your brother doing? Sean's doing well. Sean uh, actually just moved to, uh, he changed the name to Mulk Hill. It's called America Hill now. America Hill now, he tells everybody. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing well. His, his boys are doing great. Okay, yeah. He's living life. He'll cool. be there? Absolutely. All right. He don't have no choice. (laughs) (laughs) You'll beat his ass. You should see how the staff at Keenan's operates on that day, man. It's crazy. The barbacks, oh, my God. Amazing. They're just, they're hustling the whole day. Yeah, they do. They do a great job. A lot of guys. I've been here twenty three years. That's twenty thirteen. We still have eleven originals. That's really? Okay. Well, you know what? Again, we talk about the large numbers of people in attendance, but everyone gets you know taken care of. There's everyone is is safe. It's 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 handled. Again, as President saying, kudos to your staff that just manages to pull off this military operation, um, and it's great. Yeah, it, you guys uh, hiring by the way for the summer. We are. We okay. Are. We uh, we had over one hundred and twenty five applicants so far this year, and we're still looking. Um, we try to uh, have about 100 employees throughout. Yeah. You know, some kids leave early now because of uh, college. They're leaving mid-August. So we're still we're still always looking. All right. You know, nice. Excellent. And we'll do the baptism of beer, of course, which we, uh, have, which we uh, have borrowed from Pierre Robert. Let's do the colonoscopy of beer. Maybe that'll be Dr. Mike Mike. Yeah, colonoscopy yeah. of Coors Light. Yeah, we can <laughs> do we that. Go. So Coors Light is the sponsor, of course. So we thank them for continuing to be a part of this whole thing. Made to chill down the shore. Please enjoy, enjoy Coors Light responsibly. But it's underway. Again, Friday, May 27th, broadcasting live at Keenan's North Wildwood, the official opening of the Jersey Shore. Thank you, Scott Keenan. Great to see you, my man. Always a pleasure. Can't wait to see you guys Friday morning. On the 27th, all right. And with that, we're going to take a break because we've got a number of other guests to join us this morning. Stay with us. We'll return shortly. WMMR proudly presents the return of Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids, Monday, May 2nd. Hey, everyone, we're back, so get your ponytails ready for the chopping block. It's for a great cause, Wigs for Kids. Their mission, helping children look themselves and live their lives. Two locations this year, Gravity Hair Salon in Plymouth Meeting and David Arnold Hair Salon in Jenkintown. Make sure you have at least 12 inches, preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. And with what's left, the amazing stylist from Gravity and David Arnold Hair Salons will craft you a great new do. All donors get a gift bag of products from True Beauty Concepts. So go to PrestonandSteve.com for ponytail guidelines to ensure you have a minimum of 12 inches, but preferably 14 inches of hair to donate. Then make your appointment to join us May 2nd. Kathy's Cuts, benefiting wigs for kids. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Our next guest is going to be at uh, Punchline this weekend, tonight and tomorrow. And I believe it's his first stop in Philadelphia. So we are happy to welcome Mr. Steve Turdini. Hey, yeah. Thank you. To the show. Good morning, man. You guys are all so friendly. Like, <laughs> I drove here not very friendly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't hear you guys are all cool, man. Thanks, yeah. man. I appreciate it. So am I, am I right? Your first time in, in Philly? I had come I had come for like a, a quick one day okay. type of tour thing where we came through on a Wednesday. Okay. Uh, but this is my first full weekend and we're doing great man saturday first show's already sold out dude and good weather you're gonna take in a little bit of the city well I mean? the whole family's here okay oh, oh, my wife awesome. my in-laws and and by the way i always tell young married men like when you get married you need to realize that you marry your wife's family <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and your family no longer exists <laughs> <laughs> that is sage sage advice Bro, yes. my in-laws come over unannounced they just show up and my wife couldn't be happier my parents <laughs> uh-huh. confetti out of her purse you know? <laughs> my parents show up and she's like oh 
<laughs> and I'm like, did we run out of confetti? Yeah. Well, I'm happy that they're here. Well, maybe you should tell your face. <laughs> your face just kicked them out. I've seen that dynamic. You're, you're right. You're, that, that happens. And um, we were having a conversation yesterday. yesterday about the classic dynamic of the, uh, the, the, the husband and mother-in-law uh, and the wife and mother. And the, the wife, wife and mother-in-law mother. is yeah. is a real dynamic. Yeah. I, I didn't never had to deal with it, uh, you know. And and our families are sort of split geographically, and and yeah, some are deceased, so it made it easier. But you've got you got a large family, right? Uh, oh yeah, we have a huge family. And and I mean, I was I, I did this joke during COVID. You know, when my son at, during COVID was only three or four, so yeah. he was low risk. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, so I would yeah. take him to the grocery stores, let him lick the shopping cart. <laughs> <laughs> that way, when my mother-in-law came over, I could be like, "Hey, go hug grandma." <laughs> you needed a spreader. <laughs> Horrible thing to say. But you know, we hang out with my in-laws and we go to eat dinner, you know, and 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 my wife never lets her dad pay. You know, oh, oh daddy, no, your money's no good. And I'm like, well, maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> Let's try it out. Let's just give it a whirl. Yeah. Are you, you're, you're from Portland, Texas? I grew up in Portland, Texas. Right. Me and my wife, which okay. is weird. Town of 10,000 people. Yeah. I moved to L.A. To, to pursue my comedy career. She gets a full scholarship to NYU. And her dad one day at the post office, I see him back home, and he gives me her number. And he goes, here, my daughter's going to be in L.A. Take care of her. Right. And I was like, oh, my God, I knew I was going to sleep with her. I didn't know you were going <laughs> to. I didn't know you were going to hook it up. <laughs> yeah. Toss her one. <laughs> oh, my but we, God. But that's how old I am, by the way. He wrote it down on a piece of paper. Right. You know. But, yeah, we've been together ever since, man. It's great. I am, I am madly in love with my wife, and I spend my time on stage making fun of her. Yeah. <laughs> and and uh, you're, you're uh, now the, the nickname you call, it's, she's the evil. Um, Mr. Evil or Miss Evil. What is it? Captain Evil. Captain, Captain Evil. Evil. Yeah. Uh, we've always said that to get a real legitimate nickname, you can't be the creator of it. So did you, do you the initial applier of that? I, I, I created it because okay. my wife is definitely the captain of the team. Yes. Uh, but she's also evil. Okay. <laughs> you know, if I'm ever having too much fun, she will show up. Right, right. You know, are you smiling? <laughs> well, it's time to go. Yeah. Are you happy? It's time to go. Right. I'm sick. I'm tired. I don't feel good. I hate him. I hate her. I hate this outfit. Let's go. What about what about your friends? Does she is she okay with most of your friends or if, none of your friends? Well, no, no, no. I always tell people when you get married, if your wife likes his wife, you get to hang out. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how it works. Right. It does. Yeah. But if if your wife. Hates his wife, yeah. and you love him. You're never seeing him again. <laughs> yeah, yes, right, right. right. That's just how it works. It can happen. You know, she is in charge of our lives. Everything I do is wrong. <laughs> you know, I always tell young men like I speak wife. It is a language that you learn over years of abuse. <laughs> you know, and wife is always a suggestion. Yeah, she's gonna make a suggestion that she already knows the answer to. Right. Yeah. If I find myself on my sofa happy and comfortable, I know to prepare myself. <laughs> you, you do learn. You, you do learn that there is a legitimate difference in the way we perceive statements and how guys will perceive something and how how your wife might perceive something. Once you appreciate that and learn how to communicate, it's a big thing. It's getting to that point. That could be That's different. the hard part. Yeah. right? <clears throat> is understanding what she's really trying to say. Right. Yeah, and you know, it's not just the words, it's the inflection. It's the inflection, it's a look, it's, you know, I, I we got in a big fight because I talked, just be direct. Yeah. Right, just tell me what you want. So I had taken the TV from our bedroom, I took it outside. Why? 
First of all, I'm an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I can do that. I'm a, uh, I'm a grown up. Yeah. And I wanted to watch two games at the same time. Uh-huh. Right? Okay. <laughs> Later that night, it's time to go to bed. We're in the bedroom where the TV is not. Right. And all she has to say is, Steve, bring the TV that you took outside uh-huh. back inside. Right. But instead, she decides to speak wife. Okay. <laughs> she goes, is the TV still outside? <laughs> like, oh, my God, you have eyes. Yeah. Is it in here? I go, say, go get it. Say, go get it. And then she goes, well, I just want to know if it's going to stay out there. Oh, my God. Say, go get it. Yeah. Yeah. Say, go get it. Yeah. Yeah. She goes, it's going to get ruined. I hate you. Say, go get it. And then what she does that really makes me mad is right. now she's going to pretend like she's going to go get it. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. how heavy is it? Stop. <laughs> like, you're going to get it in your nightgown with everything hanging out. Stop. Let me get my Crocs. <laughs> By the way, she hates my Crocs. And that is exactly why I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude, socks, rocks oh at the grocery store, just going strong. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I grew, I grew up thinking, my dad is so embarrassing. Oh, yeah. He's wearing flip-flops and socks. And now as a man, I'm just proud of him. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> learned. You know, like this, this winter, I became winter shorts guy. Oh, I'm gonna, nice. Like, I'm going to wear shorts, and, and I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to commit to it. Because I remember years ago, and I think of my, what, how, uh, well, a saint my mom was because my dad would wear a long coat with shorts on and boots, like work boots. He looked like a flasher, yeah. like a, a hardcore perv. All you see is legs and All boots. you see is legs and boots. <laughs> and she probably hated it. <laughs> she hated it. Uh, Steve, obviously in love with your wife, in love with your family, uh, but traveling with them is a lot and bringing them with you on the road is a lot. So what, And two young kids, right? So like, what's that like? Bringing them to Philly, bringing them on the road. It's impossible. <laughs> it, like, right now, I went to bed last night at like 1 a.m. after my show. I'm amped up. I did yeah. a show. I get home. They're sound asleep. And then, of course, I got to be here doing radio. And then my wife's a planner. She's got a list. We got things to do. We're doing the tour. We're going to the Liberty Bell. So <laughs> there's no stopping for me. You can skip the Liberty Bell. And then I'm going to do two shows tonight. Wow. And then Saturday morning, it's going to be up again we're going to the. So what, what's what's the what's the room arrangement? Are, are, how old are your your kids? My kid, I have a one and a half year old and a six year old. Okay, wow. so you can't. So we're in one room. Yeah. And then my in laws are in another room, which I had to pay, right? Because <laughs> they do so much for us. Yeah. They do so much for us. <laughs> There's no list of the stuff that they do, but they do, they do so much for us. Yeah. All right. So wait, what's on tap for tomorrow? So Liberty Bell today. Tomorrow is tomorrow. We're doing the Sesame Street. Oh, uh, Sesame, Sesame Place. Sesame Place. Sesame Place. Yeah. Yes. My daughter is in love with Elmo. You guys will love it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Get, your, get your father-in-law to pay for that one, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, it's God. not happening. It's not. Believe me. We go, to, we go to dinner with my parents, and I'll all of a sudden, you. it's separate checks. Uh, it, it will cover every meal you've paid for if he just pays for this one, because well, it's a little pricey. Apparently, there's there's a lunch with Elmo, Yeah. and my wife was upset that we couldn't get in. Uh. Like, I guess it's a thing. Yeah. Uh, but you well, have to, you like, book it in you advance? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Hopefully Sesame Place calls and goes, well, Mr. Trevino. <laughs> well, which, by the way, I, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, my, my kids live such a privileged life, yeah. you know. And actually, my son, like, we're walking on the plane, and he goes, uh, he goes, why are we going to the back? <laughs> and I'm like, because we have your grandparents. That's yeah. why. <laughs> right. If it was just us, we'd be in the front. But we have your grandparents, right? Um, I'm not but paying for a first we, class. You know, we walked into Disney uh, two years ago. And all of a sudden, the staff comes up to me, and they're like, oh, my God, Mr. Trevino, we're so happy to have you. And, you know, unlimited yeah. uh, fast passes. And, you know, we go to the show at the end of the night for Fantasia. They hand my son a magic wand, this wand. 
and they and they go up to him, they time it perfectly, and they go wave the wand and then hit this light and point it at the stage. Right. Well, as soon as he does that, the show starts. Wow. And I thought to myself, this kid is ruined. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My kid's gonna be that kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. My kid's the one at school. Like, oh, you go to Disney? Well, I start the show. <laughs> And I write Peter Pan as much as I want. You know, we, we talked about that whole thing about going to those parks, and they are, listen, they're great, and they're expensive. Like Universal, I just did it well, it's awesome. a couple of years ago. And it's it's awesome. But, I mean, it is expensive. So we've we've said, if you can, pay for the, the Fast Pass or the, or the VIP. It, yep. Whatever you're going to do, save up and do it, because you do... There's too much to see and too much line waiting. You'll never it, see everything. It, it's a, it's, you get no experience. No experience. You know, and it's a bummer because you want people to enjoy it. But at the same time, I have money. I would like to enjoy it better than you. It's a horrible thing to say, but, but you know, no, can I, we up the prices? I saw can a lot we, of people when we, we, we did it because we brought the whole a large part of the family with with and, uh-huh. and it was, you just see, and Preston was, uh, everyone was just kind of, who is recommending that experience would say, if you could do that, it does make a difference, especially if you want to maximize your time. I have to ask you, so when you were starting out in comedy, and we talked about, uh, was it in Portland that you started? Did you move like... I moved to Dallas, Texas. Dallas, yeah, okay. Uh, they had an improv comedy club, and I started working the door there, so that's where I started. And were you driving the comics to do morning radio? Oh, all the time. Really? And what's crazy is, you know, as you move on, you guys know, you build relationships yeah. over the years. Sure. Mm-hmm. The guy that I used to take the, the uh, we had a Mikey in the Morning was, right. was a rock show in Dallas, and I would take all the comedians, you know, and, and get to know them and, and hang out with them. Well, then Mikey moves to, uh, Mike and Eddie moved to San Diego. Right. And then all of a sudden I walk in as a headliner. <laughs> and they were like, oh my God, you were the dude wow. that would crazy. bring the guys to oh, our that's show. Cool. That's cool. Who did, yeah. you end up, who did you end up driving oh, during Oh my year? gosh, man. I mean, Mitch Hedberg, God rest his soul. Oh, wow. Um, Chris Rock. I remember, I remember thinking, oh my God, I'm going to pick up Chris Rock. I'm going to take him to the radio. Yeah. I'm going to have a conversation with Chris Rock. He gets in my... In my 1986 and a half oh Nissan pickup truck <laughs> with the shifter, right, yeah, standard, yeah, yeah. and he just puts his hat over his head, doesn't say a word to me. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to take this guy to radio. He's not even awake. <laughs> we walk into radio, says no words to yeah. anybody, gets on the air, murders it. Uh-huh. Right. We leave, hat back on the face. Yeah. I didn't say one word to him. Wow. It's weird. We, we have a great relationship with the comedians that come in here, and it's just part of the deal. And we, you know, it's because it's. It's a it's a free conversation. We're not, right. you know, I'll oh, hit these points and all sort of sort of deal. But there are times when you have some some guys. I remember, like I think Emo Phillips from years ago came in that sort of thing. Shut down. Mike goes on. Okay, I'm performing. Mike goes off. Out. I mean, right. literally walked out while we were still on there. Right. I did what I was supposed to bad. do later. Yeah. 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 Well, Gilbert. I mean, when we'd have Gilbert, Gilbert on, was, like yeah. he was such too a soon, con- buddy. Too yeah. soon. Yeah. No, no, he, we, he was one of our favorites, and we love him dearly and miss him. But when when he was off air, very mild mannered, yeah. soft spoken, turn the microphone on, turn into the character. I mean, I always look at it like you guys are giving me a platform and, a, and an opportunity, and and I, I you know. Without you guys, there's no us. So appreciate. I, Likewise, I, yeah. I feel so appreciative when you guys give me a platform. So my attitude is, when I show up at the station, that I'm going to have a smile on my face. I'm going to be as friendly as possible and and great and gracious because, man, I came from nothing, man. I, I lived in my car for four months in a Walmart parking lot. So. Wow. 
I mean, if you're going to live in a parking lot, Walmart's a pretty good place, though, right? Well, they let you. I don't know if you know this about Walmart, but Sam Walton said that for travelers, Mm. he will always welcome his parking lot, and he will keep it lit up and with cameras. Yeah, I know that. So my question for you is this, then. Uh, Where did you shower when you were doing that? I got a gym membership. Gym membership. Okay, that's what I... 24-hour fitness. And after a while, they're like, this guy's fat. I don't think he's working out. <laughs> I think he's just using the shower. The gym thing is, is actually, we know people who, they, they have a, a like uh, an Instagram account called Van Life. They, they've, they've given a, a regular locked residency, and they travel around in the van. And, and the gym membership is the way to go if you want no, to get would, shower. I would here. walk into an L.A. fitness, and yeah. I'd shower up and, <laughs> yeah. you know, do my thing. But, you know, it was, it, you know, I am so appreciative to... I, I'm in awe every day of my life right now. Yeah, I mean, awesome. it is unbelievable. We live in a house that is truly a dream come true. And, and I just want my son and my kids to understand the sacrifice and, and the hard work because my dream home is normal to my kid. Yeah. Right. right. You know, that scares yeah. me. Yeah. This is the kid who runs Disney, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, much, he starts the show. You live, you live in L.A. right now? No, I live back in Texas. Okay. You, yeah. All right. So where in Texas are you at now? I live south of Austin, Texas, which is called New Braunfels, mm-hmm. um, right. north of San Antonio. Every time I land in Austin, I go, man, I'm almost in Texas. <laughs> it's a cool little town, though. If I can get out of Austin. My, my dad no. lives in Dallas, and there are people who don't even consider Dallas, you know. Is, oh, well, Dallas know, is yeah. pretty bougie, man. Yeah, 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 you know? yeah, yeah. But I grew, up, I grew up rural Texas. Yeah, know? where's Portland in relation to Dallas? Gregory, and... Portland is very near Corpus Christi, Texas. Which is beautiful. Corp- I, I love Corpus Great Christi. Great town. Yeah. You know, I, grew up, I grew up on the bay fishing, and I grew up driving... Uh, combines and farming, wow, you know, man. cotton, yeah. corn. Um, you know, people don't like, I, I, I honestly, I remember moving to L.A. and all the men at night were not wearing boots. And I was like, I, I thought all men wore boots. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I didn't even know. Because yeah. I grew up cowboy country. I mean, we rode horses. I mean, I, you, I the real get deal. more country than... Then I grew up. So you moved out to, well, to L.A.? Were you, did you start writing for, um, was it Mind Dementia? I started writing for Mind Dementia and all of his jokes. <laughs> <laughs> but we got hired to do this show on Comedy Central, and I was like, all right, I'm going to move to L.A., and I'm going to love it, and, and it's going to be everything I ever wanted, and it was nothing that I wanted. Oh, and, man. You know? Well, you know, right when you walked in, by the way, if you're just tuning in, is Steve Trevino, who's going to be at uh, Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow. There's two shows each night, and you go to punchlinephilly.com. When you came in, you started throwing the Texas thing around right away, because you were talking about I needed to get a Yeti, and you said, is Yeti based out of Texas, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Yeti's, okay. Yeti's based out of Texas. What, and... what is it, What uh, Texas people, and, and that we, ownership we... Of, of, you know... Now it's fourth grade, but when I was coming up, seventh grade, the whole year was focused on Texas history alone. Mm-hmm. Right. So you learn all this great history about Texas and it just gives you a sense of pride. And I'll be honest with you. I wish the country had the same sense of pride that we have for Texas, because you come to Philadelphia and you realize, oh, my gosh, Philadelphia was the beginning of this country, the beginning of democracy. That's something to be proud of. It's it's wild when you walk around and you take a tour and you realize everything the first. You know, yeah, first, is, first, we, we just had uh, uh, um, the uh, uh, Ken uh, Burns. Burns on talking about the, the Ben Franklin series that he's done. And when you realize all that stuff, and so it, you, you, the last thing you want to ever do is get blasé about all the amazing history amazing. you're surrounded by here. You know, and I get so frustrated when, when people, you know, crap on our country and it's yeah. like, do we want to be better? Yes. Yeah. But we live in a pretty awesome place. I've seen the world. Yeah. I've right. been all over the world and we live in an amazing place. And you got a guy like me who came from absolutely nothing who now is living 
the dream. dream. The dream. Yeah. And, and oh. taking your family all over the yeah. place. <laughs> but Texas is way better than the rest of the country, right? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Except for Delano. Yeah. Sam Houston said it the best. Um, America cannot survive without Texas. <laughs> Texas can survive without America. You know, it was, it was a mind blower. We talked about it. So I had gotten to visit my dad a number of times and then finally got to take in the Alamo. And, I, you know, it's funny. Like, when you get here and you're walking around, you'll start to see all these things. Right. But, but the Alamo is like, you're like, oh, there's the Alamo. In downtown. Yeah. Right. right. In it's the middle out. of the city. I thought, oh, my God, it's, it'll be out and isolated. And it'll be huge. Yeah. Yes. Listen, right. yeah. I was in Texas one time. And you're I, welcome. And I had, <laughs> I had to go to the Alamo. I was in Austin, and right. I was like, I, you know, I'm like, I don't, all right, where's San Antonio? I'm like, I don't care. I want to drive through Texas. I just want to see what it's like driving through. And I'm like, but I had to go. To the Alamo because of Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And that's the only reason I had to <laughs> There's go no basement. There's no basement. Uh, you're aging yourself. But yes, there's yeah. no basement. But, you know, it's, it's so crazy how many people, like in my neighborhood alone, every neighbor that, I, that has moved in is from California. Oh, really? Oh, really? Yeah, and, yeah, and it's insane yeah. the amount of people that are coming to Texas right now. And I'm like, guys, it's closed. Yeah. <laughs> it's closed. Yeah. No more. We I had mean... to fake a snowstorm to keep you people out. <laughs> was that, all, that was fake? Yeah. It was all fake. Oh, it was wow. like the moon landing. So, you, so the, 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 the wind turbines were actually working fine. Uh, yeah. Yeah. My sister-in-law moved there, and she lives in a legit tiny house. Like, she, they bought land. Like on the TV series Tiny House? Yes, and they, they had it delivered. It was, like, on the back of a truck. They plopped it on this land. It. She bought, and she lives in. I mean, you can throw a ball and hit every wall in her house. <laughs> you know, I, so I live. Uh, I live on twelve acres. Oh, uh, nice. Yeah, we have plenty of land, and I have a ranch, seven hundred acres. And wow, I, I need it, man, because I come into the. I call it the circus. Yeah, I come into the circus, and it's crazy, and it's wild, and all this stuff. And then I go home, and it's peaceful. Mm. And chill, and I sit on my lawnmower and cut the yard. Ah, <laughs> do you live what near you... the Gaineses at all? Uh, from uh... from Waco, yeah, yeah, they're they're in Waco. Do you what... do, do? I'm sorry to interrupt, Nick. Do you do anything with the land other than just enjoy it, or do you and uh, have... do, you, do you grow anything? You raise? We anything? just moved in. We, we, I just built a chicken coop. Okay, ah, we're, we're going to uh. do chickens. I'm going to put some Longhorn cow in the back so that when people from LA come visit, <laughs> they can be like, Trevino literally has <laughs> right. Longhorns in his back. They're they're amazing creatures. Yeah, they they're pretty pretty wild. Steve, you grew up not too far from South Padre Island. What did you think when the spring breakers would come in? Is it just something that was like foreign, or, or it, it was awesome when I was a kid? Yeah, and, you know now. I'm an old man. These people! <laughs> I'm trying to go to the grocery store. And they're out of cups. You know. I almost, right. I almost yeah. didn't make it back from South Padre. Like, that uh, was like a, a scary spring break trip it's for me. Pretty, it's it was... pretty gangster. <laughs> yeah. And for a Philly person to be like, I was scared. Right, you're right. <laughs> That's saying a lot. Yeah. So, here's a little bit of history. My father-in-law, his brother invented the genre Tejano music. Hmm. Oh, wow. So, Selena used to open for him. Wow. So Dude, that's I have, amazing. I have this amazing picture of my father-in-law and Selena and my wife and Selena. Whoa. It's on my Instagram. If you scroll down, wow. you will see Selena with my wife. Th- and my father-in-law looks like an 80s drug dealer, which, <laughs> which he was. So, uh, that's yeah, that's not the profile. Damn, no, that's pretty damn cool, man. And wow. you know, it, it, So we grew up near Corpus Christi, which is yeah, where that... Selena was, was from. You know, Right, right. Um, I'm just hoping to have a statue of me behind her. <laughs> yeah. you know, it's someday. okay to be the yeah. statue behind Selena. Yeah. Someday. Keep it up, Steve, and you'll get there. Well, listen, we want to thank you for coming by. And we're going to remind people that uh, there are two shows both nights tonight and tomorrow night at Punchline where you can check out Steve Trevino. 730 and 945. Get the tickets at punchlinephilly.com. Dude, have a great time while you're in town. Man, thanks for having me. I'm loving I love this town. 
Uh, we went to Rivers Casino, watched people try to pay their bills on the craps table. <laughs> uh, I don't know how you spend $2,000 on the craps table and have no teeth. <laughs> Welcome to Philly. Welcome to Philly. Steve Trevino, guys. Thank you. All right, real quick, before we wrap completely, I need to go to this call. I have uh, Sandy. Hi, Sandy. Good morning. Good morning, President Steve. Sandy, you have an announcement for everyone, right? I do. What is it? I won $500. She did it. She did it. And not only that, some tickets to the MMRBQ. And uh, Sandy, what were you going to say? I said I can't wait because actually my daughter and I were talking about it and she asked me to get a concert t-shirt for every band playing because my husband and I have been saying we want to go. Ah. I was like, well, Samantha, that's going to cost like $500. I can't do that. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. We, you, $500. you get the shirt and the tickets, the, the $500 shirt. Congratulations. That's awesome, oh Sandy. God, I love you guys. I listen to every single one of you. My MMR does not leave my station. I listen to you guys. I listen uh. to Pierre. I listen to Jackson. I listen to Jackie. I listen to Brent. The station is absolutely amazing. Uh, Sandy, and, wait yeah. a second. And Kathy gets coins. Bucksco, Bucksco. <laughs> you want points from Bucksco? All right, well, we'll have to see if we can do that. Well, listen, we're all going to be hanging out at the MM Barbecue, Sandy, so we will see you there, all right? Oh, my God. I can't wait to see you guys. You guys have a wonderful Friday. You, you too. too. Congratulations. Oh, yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> Next time to win is coming up at 10. We're roughly an hour away from that, all right, all friends? Right. We're going to take a quick break. It's brought to you by AAA Distributor. Mind you, we're going to take a break. We'll be back in a second when we return. We are going to have in our studio Cindy Williams, and then we're going to talk to Gary Sinise as well. So stay put. We'll be back in a moment. i got to get my beard done like the great Pierre. (laughs) The Metal God meets the good citizen on WMMR.com. See Pierre Robert's conversation with Rob Halford of Judas Priest. Plus photos from their show from the Met Philadelphia. Click Studio Z. There is a show that is opening at the Bucks County Playhouse tomorrow, and it is called Me, Myself, and Shirley, a one-woman show. And we have two people that we're going to welcome. First, the star of that show. Please give some love to a friend of ours, Cindy Williams, yeah. is here this morning. we got to play a little bit of the theme song, of course, to set the stage. Uh, and we also want to uh, welcome the producing director of Buck County Playhouse, Alex Frazier. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing, Alex? I'm uh, great. Nice Good to, to see here. you. All right. So, Shirley, welcome back to Philadelphia. It's Cindy. great to be here. Cindy. I answered. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I, I was no, thinking no, don't it. Don't be sorry. Don't be silly. <laughs> How often do you get that, that people will call you Shirley? Just last night when I was checking into the hotel. Oh, really? I said, fine, fine. <laughs> Whoever just wears my room. Right. <laughs> you well, know, you, you were that character, Shirley Feeney. Yeah, and, and I was just legendary telling, character. I was yeah. telling Steve oh, before you came you, in Steve. here. Well, I was telling Steve before you came in here, uh, there, there's so many funny moments surrounding Laverne and Shirley, but your debut on, on Happy Days, the scene... Where you punch Ron Howard in the face <laughs> is just 
hilarious. It is just a scream. You know, he, I, I just saw Ron recently, and he always brings that up. Because really? he's so proud of that. <laughs> for some reason. And we just did it once. I've got that little clip in the show you'll be happy oh, to excellent. know, Preston. Yes. Excellent. The show is, is uh, we're thrilled by this concept because we you were just absolutely one of our favorite guests the last time you were in. And recounting your uh, pop culture history, which is voluminous. Uh, so is this has this yes I like it. <laughs> thank, you. thank you has this been in uh, the works for a while have you performed this before or will this be the debut of the show no I've uh, I've been performing it for about a year now okay. on and off you know right after COVID and right. the audience masked unmasked audiences but um, yeah it's been a lot of fun well it's you know and it, it, as we review your um, history and I I, I mean I. You were part of the what is called the second golden age of Hollywood in the seventies. With you were in American Graffiti, and you were in the conversation of Francis Ford Coppola movie, and you were in that in that group with Harrison Ford and George Lu- and all those people. And then you had a second television massive successful career. And I was looking at like you know ratings numbers and, and how many eyes were on Laverne and Shirley on every any given week in the multi multi millions. You have a lot to talk about. I'm so impressed by me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you for that, Steve. You are impressive. <laughs> well, you know what I have in the show that I really love that I had forgotten to mention uh, to people? Um, I have my screen test from uh, for Star Wars for Princess Leia. Okay, oh. so I wanted to bring oh, that they up. All, yeah. They all just sat up. Wow. No, because I, I, wanted, <laughs> I wanted to bring that up because Nick had mentioned that, that the chair you're sitting in right now, he had lifted Kenny Baker into that chair. And I he was played um, R2-D2, he played R two D two, and uh, and and um, I immediately mm-hmm. thought of watching your screen test for Princess Leia. And oh, I, you saw I, it! I have Casey. seen it. As a matter of fact, I have, and I wanted to bring that up, and I wanted to ask you about um, that, and 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 actually not getting that part because it's you know. It would be sort of synonymous of thinking of Carrie Fisher as Shirley. Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, it you just could, doesn't yeah. really. But um, yeah, not getting that part. I talk about that in the show because no one, well, you know, they brought everybody in to screen test, right. and um, nobody knew what the words meant. You know, what's an R2-D2? I'm <laughs> sorry. But, um, you know, George really, he tried to explain it to us, uh, and uh, nobody got it. What's a C3PO? <laughs> so we didn't know who we were talking to. This is one hideous screen test. Right. But um, I'm happy to send it up. <laughs> so people can see that at, at the show. Yes. And yes. Oh, yes. Please come on down to Bucks County Playhouse and see my screen test of for Princess Leia. So it's a multi uh, multimedia presentation? Indeed. Okay. So, Indeed. Yes. Yes. Sort All right. Of. So what, no puppets, though. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, no puppets. Well, we, there's so much to talk, so I'm going to take this Star Wars tag here a little bit uh, uh, as you were explaining. The word was uh, that people even like Alec Guinness would be, they were in Tunisia filming, and they'd be like, what is this piece of crap that I, no one had any anticipation. So when it releases and becomes this big hit, you were, you were doing well, but do, do you have a classic actor moment where you're like, damn it. Uh, that I didn't yeah, use yeah, get yeah, Star Wars. Yeah. You know, actually, I had a dream after the screen test. Well, first of all, let me back up. Yeah. During American Graffiti, which George Lucas, that was his first um, studio film. Right. 
he was telling us on the last day of shooting uh, about this little movie he was going to do next. He was telling mm-hmm. Ron Howard, Paula Matt, uh, myself, and who else was standing what, around? Harrison? Maybe it was Harrison. But um, he was talking about this movie he had written that he hoped to direct next. Oh, and God. he said, it's about teenagers in outer space saving <laughs> the galaxy. And then he looked at all of us and he said, you could all be... Oh, it was Charlie Martin Smith. Oh, okay. And he said... You could all be in it. And uh, I thought, teenagers in outer space saving the galaxy. That'll never happen. And um, so then when I was doing Laverne and Shirley, when start when I did the, uh, they called me in for the screen test of uh, for Princess Leia. And, um, and then I really wanted the part yeah. for some reason. Because I wanted to work with George again and everybody. And... Um, even though I understood none of it. Yeah. <laughs> and, but I had this dream. And the dream was, uh, and I knew Carrie had tested for that Carrie was up for it. But I dreamed that there was, uh, George and I were standing watching this little girl play, this younger girl play with dolls. Right. She had all these dolls she was playing with. And when I woke up from the dream, I realized he's going to go with a younger Hmm. Uh, actress and lo and behold, <laughs> Carrie. But how much but, younger is she than you? Oh, she's um, I don't know. Okay, but but it, at least ten years. And uh, let's see, she was eighteen or nineteen okay. when so she did it, 20s. and I was twenty some. I don't I don't know. We can do the math later. Well, no, yeah. so it's she was younger. Yeah, it's interesting that the, the the premise was that these teenagers are going to go save the galaxy because I watched it as a child. And I didn't see them as teenagers. I saw them as as adults. As adults. Yeah. So that's pretty wild. Right. Well, his his whole idea that he he always wanted them to be like fourteen, fifteen. Oh, that's even how young? he okay. explained it to us. He also explained uh, American Graffiti to Ron Howard and myself uh, before we did it as a musical. He saw it as a musical. Okay. It sort of is. It, it is. Wolfman Jack provides yeah. the yes. music, and the music is running throughout it. It is. We've just talked about American Graffiti recently. It is such an amazing masterpiece mm. that still speaks. All your performances are just resonate as so true. What was the shot in, in Petaluma? Yes. All right. So and so, Sam Rafael till they kicked us out because, right. because of the noise. The noise. Night. Yeah, because we shot it all at night. I mean, there, there were people, and I remember when that movie came out, and I saw it in the, in the theater. There were people crying from a sheer sense of nostalgia. And just because it connected to it, it addresses all that pivotal point in your mm-hmm. life. Where, what do I do next? I'm, mm-hmm. I'm graduating. What's next? And it's it's multiple stories. Uh, any memories of that movie? Because as the legend goes, you do these long scenes throughout the night because the prime takes place primarily at night. And George Lucas would constantly fall asleep while directing. Right. Yeah. Because he would go from. <clears throat> pardon me. We shot. From 6 at night to 6 in the morning. Because it all takes place in one night. Mm. And he would go from um, the set into San Francisco to the editing bay and, mm. and edit all day. Wow. And then come back and, and direct at night. Because we it was t- shot mm. in 28 nights in one morning. Wow. And, That's uh, a crazy schedule. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the word was that the people of the town sort of got into it as well. And... Uh, 
uh, had brought out their own classic cars and because it takes place in the 50s. That's right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it takes place in 1962. Where were you in 62? Right, that's it, right, yes. yeah. In 62, and it was a time of innocence. Yeah. And, you know, before the president had been assassinated, President Kennedy, and just that wonderful time of innocence. And it was a coming-of-age yep. movie, essentially, and, and uh, that followed three it followed three different storylines. Do you like the way that uh, more American Graffiti turned out the sequel? Because you 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 are married to Ron Howard in the, in that movie, and it, it it's some people are this, people are split on it. I thought they tried something interesting. It was it was again you yeah. know three storylines and uh, all took place on New Year's Eve, but different years, right? Which was a great concept, but um, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun and. Um, just a different era, a different feeling on the set, certainly. It's during Vietnam at that point, right? Correct, uh, yeah. correct. Uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, Cindy Williams is going to be performing at the uh, Bucks County Playhouse. And the, the the show is called Me, Myself, and Shirley, a one-woman show. And you're going to cover, you know, your history in, in the acting. Did I read correctly that you started in high school with Sally Fields? Yes. Okay, were you, did you guys go to the same school? We were in the same we're Birmingham High School together, and we were both in the theater arts department. I touched this t- a tiny bit in the show, and um, you know we did plays together. Wow! Yeah, she could. She was such a fabulous actress at the age of fifteen, fourteen, fifteen, however old we were. I remember one day she turned to me and she goes, "You know, you're funny, <laughs> and I, I, but I can't cry like you on the stage. I wish I could." Her dad was a, f- a famous stuntman, was he not? No, he was a, an actor, wasn't he, Tom? Somebody Google that. Okay, yeah, but yeah. I, we don't want to get it wrong. But um, she was fabulous actress, always, well, always. The, the show has, obviously, there's you have a, the, the career points, but you are also a spectator to pop culture yourself, and you have... Because I, I, you had the, the book uh, um, Shirley I Jest, which mm-hmm. is uh, sort of a recounting of that. Does some of that stuff work its way into the show as well? Because you encountered a lot of, you know, giants in the industry. A couple of stories, like uh, what all of you would like. Like I worked as a cocktail waitress at the Whiskey A Go Go on Sunset Boulevard during the '60s, and Jim Morrison was my first customer. What? But they had set me up it was a joke <laughs> they had given on my first night waiting tables they said that's your section i go the vip section are you kidding me <laughs> a mick jagger sat in that booth so they said there's your first customers and uh this guy had his back to me and it there were two girls with him very pretty girls and i went up and i said what will you have to one of the girls and she said i'll have a tom collins and the other girl said I'll have a Tom Collins, and I I hadn't seen this guy yet, and I turned to him and I said, and you, sir, and there in this angelic light, (laughs) this beam from heaven was Jim Morrison, and I was just like, Uh (laughs) and he ordered a bottle of Jack at the table, that's what he wanted, and I thought in the back of my head, wait, didn't they tell me uh, during... Uh, the rules, yeah. you know, reading the rules to me that you're not supposed to bring a bottle to the table. But this is Jim Morrison. Yeah. So, so I run over and I put my ticket in and I'm about to leave. And the uh, bartender, Tony, says, wait, 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 you new girl. What is this? Two Tom Collins and a bottle of Jack. And I go, yeah. And he goes, wait, is Morrison in the club? <laughs> and I said, yes, Jim Morrison. 
Morrison is in the club. Maddie, you go back and you tell that so-and-so. He knows perfectly well that I cannot serve him, nor can you, a bottle of Jack at the table. He can have a single or a double, but no bottle of Jack. And, I, and I'm thinking, oh I, can, I, I can't tell Jim Morrison. And so I go back. And I say, I'm very sorry, Mr. Morrison, but um, I can serve you a double or a single at the table, but no bottle of Jack. And he says to me, is Tony pending bar? <laughs> and I said, yes. And he said, well, you go back and you tell that so-and-so oh, that I have my. had a bottle of Jack on the table before, and I demand a bottle of Jack on the table tonight. And I'm thinking, oh my God. I can't tell. So I go back and forth. It goes back and forth until I'm in tears. And I finally say to him, to Jim Morrison, I I say, I'm so sorry. I can only, I'll buy you a double. <laughs> and he he asks me my name. He takes my hand and asks me my name. And I say, Cindy. And I'm crying. Yeah. And he says, well, Miss Cindy, just bring me a double. We're just playing with you. And I look around. And, the, and, and this had gone on for 10 minutes. In the meantime, these men had ordered zombies. And, and later on, they asked me to light them because it's triple liquor. And yeah. if they, anyway, my. Um, what a memory, man. It was Fabulous. That's oh, a, yeah. Cindy, that's awesome. You're a big music fan. You're, you're, uh, wow. Bob Dylan is your number one. Is is he your number one fascination musically? Uh, you're, you're... Actually, that's, yes. Yeah. That, that would be true. And and you got to meet him at, uh, was it at a spring scene? You did read the book, mm-hmm. didn't yes, you, Steve? <laughs> so, so, and that, that's a cool story. But I love people that, because we, you know, we look up to and idolize and enjoy your work. We like to hear what people that we are fans of, uh, how their fandom manifests. So we like to see people, you know, were you, uh, was that a moment in time that uh, you're backstage and there he is? Recount that story if you would. Oh, gee. Well, um, I'd gone to, been invited to a Bruce Springsteen concert and uh, the whole crew had come down to watch uh, a rehearsal of Laverne and Shirley. And so they invited Penny and me to go and see the Bruce Springsteen, you know, the show. And so... Um, and he was when, called He was called the, 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 the next Bob Dylan when he came on the scene. I, Springsteen. I guess was. so. Yeah. I was fasc- always fascinated by his boots. Right. For <laughs> some reason. And how he moved in his boots. But anyway, so after the show, they took us back to the Inner Sanctum. And it was me and Penny and Carrie were there. And, they, uh, and I saw them backstage. And they said, we're looking for Dylan. Dylan's around. We're looking for... And they ran off. So anyway, I get this tap on the shoulder. They take me really backstage, and they put me in a room, and I'm all alone. Well, I have my friend Kathleen there, and I'm all alone in the room except for Kathleen and Bob Dylan. Wow. And I see Bob Dylan, and I'm thinking, what what, what? what am I going to... And he, he's smiling at yeah. me, and he says, nods and says hello, and... Again, a shaft of light <laughs> over him. And I'm just thinking, oh, the bard. Did he lean in and say, I love Boo Boo Kitty? <laughs> no, that was Stevie Nicks. He came in next and said that exactly. Oh my did God. you read the book? No, I did not. I'm so sorry. anyway, um, I, here's what I came up with. Did you have good seats? <laughs> And yes, I just Bob thought, Dylan. holy crud, what did I just say? 
Meanwhile, <laughs> Kathleen had fainted. Yeah. She went, uh, she fainted. She fainted. No in, into this clothes rack thing. Yeah. And then Bob Dylan was taken into meet Bruce Springsteen. And then that's when Stevie Nicks came in and she said, oh. And she looked at me. She goes, oh. Boo-boo Kitty. I oh, love it. Okay. <laughs> wow. And, uh, I mean, I, these, are, these are great moments. These are, you know, yeah, yeah. I wish I could take everyone in the world with me. Yeah. You know, it's just, I wish I could take everyone with me uh, on those adventures because it, th- just like you would imagine they were, they're that and so much more. And I just, uh, I just. It, well, you're t- you're taking people along with with this show as well. Yeah. And, and these We're getting a chance. You know? Am I? Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> I it's not as good as actually being in the room with Bob Dylan. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But I love to this day, you're still embarrassed uh, about the question you asked Bob Dylan. I once asked Dave Matthews if he'd been to all 50 states. That was all I could come up with. I thought it was something that was like, hey, I'll start a conversation with Dave Matthews. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right, you know, exactly. and so yeah. you're asking Bob Dylan about the great seats that he had, and it's just you're you're frozen, and so here you are, however many years later, still thinking about that very question. It's 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 mm-hmm. such a thing to connect to because we yeah. all have those moments, and we're all in those moments, and that you know, someone you idolize. Gee, I wonder if he has access to good seats. Yeah. <laughs> it's so human, though. Yeah, and, and what is Bob Dylan? Yeah, it's he's human. Yeah, right. you know. So anyway, it was uh, it was a thrill. Uh, I, I wanted to ask Cindy um, it, it, the, on Laverne and Shirley, and and some people may not remember what great physical comedy you guys did on that show, and and there was a lot of a lot of big gags that that were physically you guys jumping around and doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Anybody ever get hurt on the set that's from always, stuff like that? I have a Q&A after the show and I awesome. oh, that's always the second question. Yeah, no kidding. Because uh, it's hard to believe you didn't with all the stuff you're doing. Well, we got bruised, yeah. the occasional bruise here and there, but um, one time Penny was up on cables and I wasn't doing this show, this particular show episode, and she the cable broke, and and you know on the sound stage it's made of cement, and then if they want to build a stage on top of that, then they'll build a wooden floor. Right. But on this particular episode, it was cement, and so she fell and hurt herself and had to be carted off to the hospital. Jeez. And I never heard the end of that story. <laughs> it was like my operation. Let me tell you about it. Oh, that's funny. So, uh, uh, also in the studio with us, like I said, Alex Frazier, uh, producing director of Bucks County Playhouse, and, and uh, Cindy just patted him on the knee saying, they'll get to you in a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we just okay. have all these questions. I, I know. It's so much I fun could, to be here with I you. I listen to her talk <laughs> you, forever. You it's need great. to travel with someone we love less, and then you'd be <laughs> exactly. fine. Yeah. Exactly. No way. No uh, way. And, and so uh, are you, uh, how is this uh, working the show with her at uh, uh, Bucks County Well, I, I can't wait to see it. I yeah. haven't seen it yet, and we spent the last two years because we haven't been able to produce bringing shows in and mm-hmm. it's been a thrill because we had Wynton Marsalis yeah. and we had Mary Lou Henner and Candace Bushnell and now Cindy Williams yeah. and it's been great to have people of course that we've idolized our whole lives it's, in it's this, been a real thrill in this forum to have a and it will be allowed a Q&A and so on and so forth if you're talking about you're going to nostalgically hear things that are, are, are going to like these stories we're hearing now and then the chance to interact that means a lot to so many people the theater's great we love it. The location's great. The whole thing is is a, is a solid. And these, do you, you think we're going to start to see more and more of these um, 
these type of shows where where celebrities come in and recount, you know, one one person shows because people seem to respond very well to them. I hope so. I hope so. We're actually going to start producing. We're we're producing right now for the first time in three years. We've got five shows that we're working on right now. That first one opens to the end of May, and we run till the end of the year. So it'll be a. Uh, uh, a big deal for us coming out of, you know, three years of hiding. Yes. Um, and the theater's so fantastic there. And it's such a fun town, such a fun uh, place to go. So beautiful and just lots of fun. Yeah. And, and the shows but, are only going to be this weekend, correct? Right. Yes. Okay. Right. Uh, Saturday matinee and, and evening performance and Sunday matinee. But we're up against the, what is it, Alex? The Shad? Shad Fest. Oh, Shad Fest is this weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, we're up against the fishing fest. contest. Oh, man. That's yeah, all for you guys. But, yeah, and I love Shad. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. May I, I might not I? show up for that Sunday afternoon performance. We I might probably be do down both, by the right? river. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. Shad yeah. loses to Cindy Williams. I'm yes, sorry. I agree. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank well, you, listen, gentlemen. It, it is such a delight to see you again. And we love the fact that you that I'd heard that you wanted to come by our show yes, when you're I in did. town, and, and you're welcome. I asked anytime. Come here. We've only scratched the surface, and we can do some more. We do have another guest that we have to get to right now. Do you know Gary Sinise? Yes. Yeah, he's going to be joining us here oh, in just a second I, wow. as well. Oh, so I love great. Gary he's on, Sinise. He's on via Zoom, so we're going to get him on in just a moment. I'm sure he loves Cindy Williams as Ask well. him if he has he a one-man show. He loves everybody. Ask him if he's got a one-man exactly. show. Uh, but it's great to see you again, Cindy. Great to see you all Have a great again. time here in our area. So, once again, it's at the Bucks County Playhouse. Me, myself, and Shirley, a one-woman show this weekend. See and you it. get tickets at, uh, is it BucksCountyPlayhouse.com? Dot org. Dot org. Okay. Thank dot you very org. much. Get those tickets. Thank you, Cindy Williams, for being Thank here this morning. Thank you. Great to see you. Nick and Casey. And Alex. And Alex, absolutely. All right. With all that, we have another great guest who is set to go. He's going to be joining us, like I said, via Zoom. Is he ready to go now? No, he's not ready to go right. now. I was told he was ready to go now. Oh. And I've just been waved off. So Marissa is one minute or something like that. I don't know. I have right. no idea. Wait, yeah. you, you never worked with him, did you, Cindy? You worked with yeah. Gary, Gary Sinise? No, I met him once. He's just he's, a great guy. He's amazing. Guy. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just fantastic and, and a wonderful actor. He is. And he recently did a um, um, a donation to a local fire company. And uh, that's part of the reason why we're going to have him on here right, in just a second because we had heard about that. But he's like, uh, as you said, Stevie walks the walk. Yes. He's yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah, and that's that's important. It's yeah. easy to, to, to post something on uh, social media, but he is... So much of his year is involved with helping people, and he does it all, all the time. It's great. So we're waiting for him. Yeah, it, yeah. I, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah, Marissa, it looks like Marissa is actually conversing with him over right. over Zoom. Just so you know, he's, he's in the waiting room. Yeah, in all right. this segment. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I just, anyway, I'll mention something right. uh, to uh, kill some time here while we're waiting uh, for Gary because we made this announcement just a little while ago. We are returning to the Jersey Shore for the official opening. Of the Jersey Shore, the live broadcast. Can you believe it? Keenan's in North Wildwood will be taking place Friday, May 27th. We will be broadcasting live once again. It's presented by Coors Light. And uh, we're going to be doing something called the Countdown to Keenan's. And we have your shot to win a couple line passes and a VIP table with a bucket of Coors Light and a case Coors Light for you to take with you as well. And you can go to WMMR.com and get the details. Part of it is uh, uploading a photo from uh, previous times at... 
uh, at Eggs with Peg, or maybe you can uh, listen on air and have a chance to win that way, too. So it is all good. So, like I said, WMMR.com uh, to get all of the details and to find out how you can do it. But it, it's on, man. I've had a lot of people... Uh, emailing over the past few weeks, is it happening? Is Keenan's going to go on? It's full blown and then some because it's now expanded at a whole new level. So yep. it should be pretty cool. All right. And then the other thing that I want to make mention of is we now have some details on how you can be a part of the newly announced Preston and Steve side stage mm-hmm. at the MM Barbecue. And uh, you could end up being a lead singer for a song. On stage at the MM Barbecue. With a live band, not yep. just some sort of boombox. Yep, so it's uh, Sidearm is the name of the band. They pretty much play everything. And we're going to have 10 slots for singers to actually perform on stage with us. So we are psyched about that. And you go to uh, com, And uh, what you're going to have to do is get the information. You There's a list of songs and you need to perform a song. Post it on social media. Tag it. Uh, hashtag it with MMRBQ, and we're going to choose 10 people to perform. And, of course, Froggy's going to be playing yes. live as well. All right, we good to go? Yes, sir. We're good to go. Uh, our next guest, he's got a band, too. Yes. Yeah. We've, we've talked to him about it uh, on a few occasions, the Lieutenant Dan Band. Which is awesome. Uh, but we're gonna, but uh, the reason that he came on our radar most recently was I had seen a donation that he did uh, to a New Jersey fire company. Um, and it was a really cool thing, and it's part of what the Gary Sinise Foundation does. So we would like to welcome Mr. Gary Sinise. Yeah. This morning. morning, Gary. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having me. Our pleasure. By the way, uh, we just had in our studio, she just had to leave. Cindy Williams from Laverne and Shirley loves you. She said to tell you hello. <laughs> she was just here a moment ago, and she was going on and on about what a great person and actor you are. Oh my goodness! <laughs> what a sweet person she is. She's a, she's a doll. We, we are so excited to talk uh, to you, Gary. And the and the the phrase that we've been using all morning is that you walk the walk, and you become so passionate about first responders and the military. And and I don't think people realize that you're working on stuff that is involved with your own charity and other charities like this year round. And uh, I mean, you when did the when did you first get consumed with this? Um, this commitment to all these causes because you're so passionate about it. Oh, thank you. Uh, uh, thanks for having me. Hello, everybody. Um, well, I mean, the, the seeds were planted many years ago. I have a lot of veterans in my family, so it starts It starts there. Um, you know, uh, World War II veterans. I've got uh, my grandfather served in the Army in uh, World War I. My dad was in the Navy during Korea. Wow. Uh, Vietnam veterans on my wife's side, so a lot of veterans there, and and then uh, got involved, very involved with veterans in the '80s uh, in the Chicago area. I had a theater company, and I, I got involved with supporting Vietnam veterans. Then then I played the Vietnam veteran in Forrest Gump, and he was a wounded veteran, of course. So I I really got involved with the DAV, Disabled American Veterans, back in the '90s, and then after September 11th, uh, I was just teed up to to do something, and didn't didn't want to just sit back and do nothing. I was my heart was breaking over that terrible, terrible event, and we were starting to deploy to Afghanistan and Iraq uh, shortly after that, and I just wanted to be a part of. Uh, you know, helping the men and women who were serving our country. So I started volunteering, and then it all turned into the Gary Sinise Foundation. So, and it and it's also spread out beyond, like Stephen said, uh, beyond military, but also first responders. And so you were um, 
uh, a gentleman, uh, Vincent Fire Chief uh, Scott Mitchell, had had reached out to you, wrote a letter, and uh, it was very practical in nature in that they just needed some equipment, some very specific equipment. And how does that? Uh, I, I I could imagine these requests are coming in left and right uh, from all over the place, and it, it's got to be. Uh, tough to manage, uh, but you got right back to him personally, correct? They, they well, uh, I'll tell you. The, uh, speaking of September 11th, that's where all the first responder support started for me. I got involved with the FDNY after that terrible event, and supporting them. You know, they lost uh, 343 firefighters there, 417 first responders. In total, and I started volunteering to support them. I actually had met, I was on my first trip to Iraq uh, in 03, and I sat down next to a gentleman who was wearing a button on his shirt, and it had a picture of a firefighter and a police officer on it. And I said, What's that? And he said, Those are my sons. They were both killed on oh September 11th. Right. And his name is John Vigiano. He was a legendary uh, firefighter in New York, uh, served with the Marine Corps, and we became fast friends. And he introduced me to the FDNY, and I started supporting them in different ways and uh, helping. to. There's a memorial on Coney Island um, uh, at the ballpark there on the, on the side of the wall. It's called uh, the Brooklyn Wall of Remembrance, and I helped to raise the money to build that back in 07. And just all of the first responder work I was doing uh, to support prior to my foundation just sort of manifested itself into the creation of our first responder outreach at the Gary Sinise Foundation. And so now we're supporting departments all over the country. I mean, when you think about it, uh, most of the departments in this country are volunteers. Yeah. Uh, they, you know, the guy works at the shoe store and at night he goes and uh, sits in the firehouse. And and these departments do not have a lot of resources. They do not have a lot of equipment. The uh, the local uh, town administration doesn't have a huge budget to support the firefighters. So they reach out to us all over the country and ask us for different pieces of equipment, uh, grants, whatever. We're, we're supplying um, equipment and grants all over the country uh, to support these local fire departments. They're out there trying to save lives. We want to help them do that. You know, it's um, so I have uh, law enforcement in the family and my my, my father, he just recorded um, hours of um, his life prior to you know, us being aware of, you know, our lives as we were, were being raised by him. And he was over in Italy during World War II. And, and, and it just occurs to me, whether they be first responders or military, there is something special in these people who who will do it all for you it it makes me get choked up because it is it is such a unique quality that these are the people when all hell is breaking loose and people are running away these are the ones running towards and there's something special that always has to be cherished and celebrated so the work you're doing is doing that and we commend you for that Thank, thank you. Well, I've, I've been inspired by, you know, so, so many people over the years that I've met that are exactly that. You know, they don't have to serve, yet they do. They don't have to run into those buildings, let, yet they do for people they don't know. Uh, we have our military out there on the front, the front lines. They go where uh, they're told, and sometimes they get hurt. Sometimes their families lose them. And I feel like the freedom that they provide and the security that our first responders provide um, that there is some way that I can be of service to to backing them up in yeah. in a way, and I've I've been privileged. I've had a great career, blessed, 
in so many ways. And I just wanted to do something uh, to support uh, in as many ways as possible. And now we have the the support of thousands and thousands of donors who go to GarySiniseFoundation.org. They donate so that we can do good things like helping that department there in Pennsylvania. Uh, Gary, you know, we live in such politically divisive times and, and, you know, there are so many things that don't unite us. uh, But if you can't honor the veterans and first responders and people who have served for this country, uh, I don't know what what would unite us. What you know, that's such a unifying and good feeling. I'm wondering if you've spent um, any time or or have worked with John Stewart at all. He's been doing a lot of work with uh, uh, victims of burn pits and veterans returning from uh, Afghanistan and Iraq and, and trying to help them get the medical care, medical care that they need. I, I've done a few events with John over the years. We've, we've met. I, first time we met, I went on his TV show when he had his TV show years ago. And he interviewed me about uh, something I was doing, some some movie or something. <laughs> but we've uh, we've run into each other at a couple of events. Uh, we did something at West Point uh, together years ago. He's uh, supported the USO, and I've been involved with them for many, many years. Uh, he's he's fighting the good fight there for uh, when he needs to get in front of Congress to get their attention, and and I admire him for that. Well, we we would be remiss if we didn't talk about your your uh, career. You just mentioned it, and and I happened to watch of Mice and Men your version, um, which is I think is just a sensational, fantastic film. It, it just kills me every time. It's brilliant, and uh, and you you you've um, you also did Grapes of Wrath on stage, and John Steinbeck seems to speak to you, uh, uh, you know, in a way that speaks to a lot of people because it's, I think Steinbeck captures a lot of what the American spirit is. Is that how you connect to that to those works and to his work in general? Uh, Steinbeck was, uh, you know, of mice and men was almost my introduction to literature. I was, I was not somebody. Uh, I was, I was uh, academically challenged as a youngster, <laughs> and it didn't, <laughs> it didn't pay much attention until I got into the theater department in my high school, and then I wanted to kind of learn more. And our teacher there took us to see a production of A Mice and Men when I was about 16 years old. And I, I didn't know anything about it, didn't know the book, didn't know anything. And it really introduced me to literature. I went and read the book after that, then uh, then The Grapes of Wrath. And Steinbeck really was kind of the, the, the author that I was paying attention to as a youngster. So when the opportunities came along at my theater company, Steppenwolf Theater, to do of Mice and Men, we did it in 1980. Um, we did uh, a production of The Grapes of Wrath. We adapted that for uh, for the stage. It won the Tony Award in 1990. And then uh, when I was standing on the stage on Broadway, um, we were shooting it for PBS. Mm-hmm. Uh, we closed it after six months, and now we brought the cameras in. We were shooting it. I was standing there with Elaine Steinbeck, uh, John Steinbeck's widow, and she was a big fan of the play. And I was standing there with her and I said, you know, would you give me the rights to make a mice and men into a movie? Hmm. And she said, well, honey, it's already been a film like three times. (laughs) (laughs) I said, said, well, I think I could do a good job with it. What what do you say? And she gave me the rights actually for free for one year. And so my deal with her was if I could set the movie up, um, I would get the studio to pay pay her, <laughs> which is exactly what we did. I went to MGM and they they bought it and they paid 
uh, her for the rights uh, to to make a movie out of it. And one year later, we were making a movie of a mice and men. So Steinbeck is a is a favorite, and I was privileged to work on a couple of great pieces of his. Well, I have to tell you, it, it rocks my world every time I watch it. John Malkovich, everyone, and and Ray Walston is is great in it as well. I just oh, yeah. it, there's so many scenes in that movie, and your directing is I, I'm I'm gonna it's weird to fanboy on of mice and men, but I am. It was just such a brilliant work, and you deserve all the credit for. Well, thank you. I, 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 that, that was one of, one of the f- favorite things I've worked on because I produced it and directed it and, and got to be in it. I'll fanboy in another film for a moment because yesterday we had a conversation, uh, Gary, about <clears throat> the movie that you may have seen beginning to end more than any others. And the movie that I mentioned uh, was Apollo 13 because anytime uh, it, and it runs quite a bit yeah. on various channels. Anytime it comes on, I find myself sucked into it, and I will sit down and I'll watch the whole thing. I'm fascinated by uh, the engineering that took place behind the space program. So uh, Tom Hanks's, you know, uh, From the Earth to the Moon was a, a, an incredible series that I fell in love with as well. But you as Ken Mattingly, I was curious about a, a practical question about that film. Since Ken didn't go to space, did you as an actor get to have to or get to spend time in the Vomit Comet in preparation uh, for that, because I know none of the scenes you shot were, were in that, but did you get to ride in it? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. Uh, we, we all went up. <clears throat> for one of, you know, it was a really fun movie to work on because we did some cool things. We went to space camp in Huntsville, Alabama, hmm. and uh, we went down to, to, to Houston. I went to watch the shuttle go up in Florida. <sighs> We got to do some really cool things, and one of those was go up in the KC-135 training plane, which is the is the airplane it, it'll go up to um, you know 42,000 feet and then it'll drop you know it just starts heading toward the earth and during the 25 seconds that you're crashing down toward the earth everything inside the plane just floats and you get 25 seconds of zero gravity and and we got to do that uh, and then Ron Howard decided to put the set in there and shoot in there. It's amazing. Any with with people now taking these little space trips, uh, <laughs> does that hold any fascination to you at all? Uh, you mean actor in space? No, no, no. I mean like uh, Jeff you know, Bezos. Horizon yeah. and and, uh, and uh, SpaceX and all that stuff taking uh, passengers up for rides. I think Tom Hanks should be the actor. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Shoot him up there. <laughs> I, uh, Gary, I have a, a fanboy question because I think the movie Ransom is underrated. Uh, your, oh. your performance in that and, and uh, Mel Gibson, uh, Rene Russo, it's a really great movie and it sort of flies under the radar. Do you have any particular memories of, of doing the movie Ransom? Yeah. Well, I did. So almost, uh, I think it was nearly back to back movies with, well, I did uh, Apollo 13 with Ron Howard. And then his next movie was Ransom. Hmm. And so we had a great time on Apollo 13 and he offered me the part of Jimmy Shaker, uh, in Ransom. And I remember turning it down at first. I, I was just like, I, I had very young children. This is a movie about a kidnapper. And, uh, I had very young children at the time. And when I read the movie, I just absolutely hated the character yeah. Ron mm-hmm. asking me to play. I, yeah. just, I just hated the guy, and, and he was written a little older than I was at that time, so I, I just wasn't seeing myself doing it. And then I started to regret <laughs> that, that I had 
during the movie, I, I said no to Ron Howard. <laughs> Mel Gibson's going to be in this movie. Well, I do that. So I was thinking about it, but, you know, I'd already said no. And then I bumped into the producer, Ron's partner, Brian Grazer. We were at a, a little Halloween parade with our children, and they were going to the same school or something. I saw Brian, and he said hi, and I said, hey, Brian, how's it going? Uh, what whatever happened to casting that part in the in in the in Ransom? And he said, "Well, it's we haven't really done that yet. We're but we're about to to offer it to somebody." And I said, "He he said why? <laughs> <laughs> well, do you, do you think I could talk to Ron again about it? And uh, you know, within fifteen minutes of me getting home that day, Ron Howard was on the phone calling. He said, "Brian told me to call you. Are are you reconsidering?" And I said, "Well, Ron, yes, I am." And next thing I know, I had Ransom, and it ended up being a, you know, playing a villain like that is is actually, you know, you get to dominate the movie so much, and you're 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 tormenting the lead character <laughs> throughout the whole film, and then of course you 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 pay for all that at the end. And that's, that's exactly what I did. It's an atypical role, and it was wild to see you, you know, have fun tearing at it because it's just, it's not the way we're used to seeing you. But you yeah. go, a lot of your characters go through transitions. That one did not. <laughs> he was he was a prick all the way to the end. He, he was just psychotic, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, juxtaposed with the awesome things that you do with the Gary Sinise Foundation, you've covered all the bases, and we just it, we we love any chance we get a t uh, an opportunity to talk to you, Gary, and we want to thank you for helping. You know, not only some uh, uh, EMTs and and uh, and first responders here locally, but what the Gary Sinise Foundation does nationwide. If people do want to support uh, Gary Sinise Foundation, what is the easiest way to go about that? The, the first thing I would do is go to GarySiniseFoundation.org. Okay. Uh, check out the website. Look at the programs. Go to the YouTube channel. There's dozens of videos that show us uh, in action and show the people that we're trying to help. We have many, many great sponsors and partners, thousands of donors. Uh, Sunbelt Rentals is one of our great uh, supporters. Uh, cool. They do a, a ton of great work with us. Very, very supportive. We have a lot of great corporate sponsors, and we can always use more because we're always trying to do more. I love and it. We will continue to do that. Excellent. Keep up the great work. Uh, Gary, have a great weekend. Thanks for joining us this morning. My pleasure. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. You too. Gary Sinise. Yeah. Damn. I'm yeah. telling you, he's something else, man. Yeah, I Jesus Christ, he's so good. And we have so good. pages of stuff we could talk to him yeah. about. But I mean, well, we we opened the door. Yeah, yeah. and uh, shout out to Sunbelt. That was really cool for him yeah. to bring them up. That's that's sort of where this connection began. And so uh, they're going to help us out uh, at Camp Out for Hunger this year, too. So it's, it's really cool to have that connection oh, from us to Sunbelt to Gary Sinise and back again. Love it. All right, guys, to try and stay on time, we need to take a break because we've got money and tickets to give away. MMR's concert cash is coming up when we return Bizarre File 2. Stay right there. WMMR recognizes Record Store Day. So that's it, Warren? Want to work in a record store? No. I think you're lying, Warren. To all the small businesses, the mom and pops, the brick and mortars, as ACDC once said, we salute you. It's the passionate purveyors of music who sell the music you collect, share, and hold in your hand that we celebrate on Record Store Day. Listen each hour this Saturday as MR cues up a track from our record collection on the trusty turntable in the Pierre Robert studio. Oh, dear. 
Plus, we'll have your chance to score the latest from Dorothy on vinyl to add to your collection from the station that crackles along with the grooves. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Now, here's your concert cash keyword. All right, the word we're giving to you today is safe. S-A-F-E. And you have until 15 minutes after the hour to enter that. There are three ways to do it. Text it to the special contest short code number, which is 45911. Or if you'd like to be entered for the $10,000 grand prize, enter it via the MMR app or at WMMR.com. And one random entry wins $500 in our company-wide contest. And all MMR winners receive two free tickets to the MMRBQ. Winners will get a call from our company, Beasley. Make sure that you answer your phone. Contest rules are available at WMMR.com, and it's sponsored by AAA Distributor. So the word again is SAFE, S-A-F-E. Good luck. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by Mulch Works of Aston. They offer the highest quality mulch and topsoil that's manufactured on-site delivery or pickup for residential and commercial markets. You can visit mulchthis.com. Two men fatally struck by a train on an elevated subway or on elevated subway tracks in Brooklyn early Wednesday are believed to be graffiti taggers from France. Wow. A, yeah. Came all this way to get hit by a train. A train operator on the East New York bound number three train saw the mangled bodies as he pulled into the Sutter Avenue Rutland Road station. Uh, the men were already dead, apparently struck by an earlier train. They had spray painted, they had spray paint cans on them when they were struck. Uh, police were working to identify the two men who had French passports on them and determine how they came to be struck. So do they, do they are there tags um, like curse words written in French? I don't know. Like uh, mayor? Mailed. <laughs> um, hundreds of... That's the only curse word I know Me in French. Too. Nick, do you know any Va others? Say it again. Va te fuie. And Is what that, would that yeah, roughly... Go after yourself. Okay. Ah. Uh, so hundreds of riders were stuck on a number three train that struck the men. MTA crews sent another train that hitched to the stuck train. And the passengers walked onto the rescue train and were brought to the station. And the station is uh, a one-stop, it's one stop away from the Utica Avenue station, which draws taggers because the MTA sometimes moves idle subway trains there during the night, uh, particularly during bad weather, so they're an easy Interesting. target yeah, okay. for taggers. I didn't know that. Mayor. In <laughs> Minnesota, police say the 420th Street, uh, Street, Street sign uh-huh. has been stolen so much that it is now being placed 20 feet in the air on a pole. Does it really serve a purpose up at 20 feet? Uh, police shared a picture of the sign on Wednesday or uh, April 20th, yes. 420. And they said, if you decide to partake in 420 activities today, just know that you will never be as high as our 420th Street <laughs> sign. Police said this is not a challenge, but a way to deter thieves. They said, please do not try and steal our sign. We have a trap at the bottom. It may include munchies as a distraction technique. Uh, The theft of signs with 420 on them is well documented and have inspired some unique responses by authorities in Idaho. A 420 mile marker sign was replaced with 419.9. That's great. I wonder if they had the same issue because in Delco, uh, off of 95, there's a 420 that basically goes from the Delaware River all the way up to 320. A route? uh, A route 420. Oh, wow. I wonder if they have that same issue. That's a good question. I'll bet you they probably do. Uh, This is uh, tragic. Two men fell to their deaths over two days at separate canyons in Utah in what local authorities called the tragic weekend. 
On Saturday, uh, 41-year-old Arlo Lott Jr. of Steamboat Springs died after falling 70 feet when his rappel anchor broke uh, in Farnsworth Canyon. Search and rescue uh, staff hiked into the area and rappelled down to Lott, who was taken out of the canyon by a helicopter. Officials said his condition quickly deteriorated. Mm. Uh, they administered life-saving measures, but he didn't make it by the time they got to the hospital. And on Friday, uh, in Upper Black Box, 50-year-old Craig Barlow was watching his friends. Listen to this. He was watching his friends repel when the ledge of a cliff that he was sitting on oh. broke loose. Oh, my God. And he oh fell. So, and, uh, and he died for that. Bad luck. Uh, yeah. Uh, a uh, rescue helicopter was able to land on a shelf in a tight area farther up the canyon. Paramedics made their way down. Uh, and he was carried up the canyon to an area where they were able to climb up a 40-foot sandy embankment and make their way to the helicopter. He was transported to the hospital, and he died from his injury. So uh, that's... He was uh, run over by a train being engineered by a bear president. That's oh. terrible, terrible. Uh, and let's see... Oh, yeah, here's a follow-up story. On November 21st, Trevor Jacobs' single-engine airplane fell out of the sky, a harrowing experience that the YouTuber just so happened to catch on film and upload to social media. Mm-hmm. In January, aviation experts began investigating the incident, as they are wont to do in the event of most every aviation crash. And on Thursday, the FAA formally accused Jacob of staging the entire incident ah. and intentionally crashing his 1940 Taylor Craft for online clout. At the time, Jacob, a former Olympic snowboarder, claimed that his plane had malfunctioned, forcing him to bail out and parachute safety when the aircraft crashed into the Los Padres National Forest in Southern California. You remember we were watching the video of this. Yep. However, in a letter dated April 11th, the FAA informed him that he had operated his plane in a careless or reckless manner so as to endanger the life or property of another, a violation of aviation regulations. The FAA also revoked his pilot's license effective immediately. Uh, When reached by the New York Times this week, Jacob claimed to not be aware of the letter, but declined to comment on advice from his attorney. Although the FAA can't actually prosecute anybody for violating regulations, should Jacob fail to surrender his pilot's license, he can be held liable for further legal enforcement action and be fined up to about $1,600 a day until he does. So essentially, he's just not going to be able to fly anymore. He's not going to be able to pilot anymore. Uh, but, yeah, that's pretty damn reckless. Well, we were, even though it's a remote area, you don't know. You so never what? know. <laughs> Some guy go, you know, uh, I'm going to go on a walkabout today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, a man was driving on a highway in England when he spotted a snake. It just so happened to be slithering on the side view mirror of his vehicle. His son took video of the snake, which... Why they, didn't you slow down? <laughs> they correctly identified as a grass snake. Uh, the two determined that there was nowhere to stop safely to let the snake leave the vehicle without harm. In the vehicle, the in the video, the snake can be seen dropping onto the road. Uh, it was posted to TikTok and has been viewed over thirty thousand times. You guys use the metric system. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we'll do one more story, and we'll wrap with this one. Uh, people are understandably a little bit freaked out by this. A mysterious. Pale man has been spotted cycling naked through a village in England. What kind of pale is he using? No, no, P A L E. Oh, oh, he's uh, very, very uh, uh, white. White, yes. Yeah. Locals say they spotted the man Easter Sunday morning, and he was caught on camera taking his ride again on Tuesday. Come on, uh, Derbyshire police got a call from one member of the public about the naked naked cyclist on Tuesday. He guys, that man is naked. But an officer in it's the very area. Pale. Failed to track him down. If he is caught, he could be charged with indecent exposure. So, for whatever reason, they got a naked biker. I can see his bum and his tallywacker. In the <laughs> area. And there you go. That is your bizarre file for now. 
All right, so you have just a few minutes left to get your keyword into us. We're going to give you about mm, four, three, four minutes. Safe is the word you have to enter. Uh, and do that now because you have $500 and a uh, pair of tickets to the MMRPQ awaiting for you. Now, when you're done with that, should I give this away? Yeah. Do it. I've got the last copy of the Batman on digital to give away. And we'll take caller number 9 at 215-263-WMMR. Uh, the Batman is caught in a deadly game of cat and mouse with the Riddler and this guilty thriller... Gritty thriller, sorry. I'm so guilty for watching this. <laughs> I just went to the eye doctor yesterday. New glasses are coming soon. Oh, nice. Uh, starring Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz. You can own it on 4K Ultra HD on May 24th or on digital now, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to take a break. Come back in a second. Lesson, question, trash, music, news. Those things are on the way when we return. Hang in there. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. It's kind of self-explanatory after that. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's see if you've been paying attention as we have today's lesson question. Actually, before we do the lesson question, one second. Yes. Uh, Kathy was checking out the press conference with uh, Jay Wright. Uh, He's officially speaking out now that his retirement has been announced, and so uh, Kathy popped in the other room because it's happening as we speak. What did you uh, pick up from yeah, that? Yeah, I listened to a portion of it, and, uh, you know, he was just typical Jay Wright, and, you know, it sounded like he was speaking from the heart. He said, uh, you know, when they asked why, um, he said he didn't have the edge anymore. He said it was something that normally came naturally to him, um, but that he was a kind of having to, like, pump himself up. And so that, that natural, you know... That go, drive. That drive. Yeah. And he said he's asking, he was asking his players to give 100%, and he said, I can't walk in there and give 70%. Mm. Um, and so he said he just knew it was the right time. He kept referring to his wife, Patty, and he said that they, you know, just knew that this was the right time. He made the decision mm. at the end of the regular season, um, and I think Nick was watching, too, and and heard him say that uh, it had leaked, so it wasn't supposed to come out now, but, um, it, you know, it did. And he said, you know, uh, some of the other people that he worked with, tried, there was a little bit of time where they tried to convince him not to, um, and he just said, I, I knew that this was the right time. And he did apologize, Nick. I don't know if you saw, saw this. But, okay, he apologized to everybody that had texted him that he didn't, he said, I didn't get back to Aww. anybody. He said, but I will. He said, I just wanted to, like, get uh, through this, and then no. I'm going to yeah. text everybody back. I told, yeah. Kathy, I told Kathy yesterday that I, I tried to reach out. I did reach out to him trying to get him on the show yesterday, and uh, and I figured that he wouldn't, uh, but uh, yeah. I'm sure he'll text back at some point. Um, but, yeah, he said that the report uh, leaked that this was going to happen, but that the, the, the decision itself was inevitable. And, it, you know, one way or the other, this was going to be his last season. Well, I'm, I'm happy to hear that because, you know, he hadn't come forward and said anything yet. And you, you, you never know if somebody might have been sick. Yeah, or, that's or what we were was hoping wasn't Some kind case. of underlying thing that right. might not have been, you know, positive and... And so I'm happy to hear it's just, it was time for yeah. him to wrap said, it up. No, yeah. that, that's, that's, and that is very true to his style, that he felt he wasn't able to to give what he was asking his players to give. And so he walks away rather than what I'm sure he believes is is, is uh, undermining the team, which is not because he's so good at what he does. But yeah. to him, it's important. Did he he's, mention the Papa shot at all during his uh, conference? It's, it's, well, it's still going on. It's okay. still going on. He didn't. No. but he, he, he did enjoy talk like Bill West today, he yeah. says. So. He, he did say that it wasn't like, 
completely out of the blue. Like he said, for the past maybe three years, he had been, you know, it's always on your mind. You're thinking about right. it. But that when this year came, he just knew that this was the last year. Okay. All right. Well, hopefully we'll get to talk to him in the near future and get a little bit more of that from him. Uh, in the meantime, we're going to do today's lesson question. Now we will do that. We're going to give away, uh, let's see, a pair of tickets to see. Uh, Steve Trevino, who was here this morning, and you'll go to the show tonight at 9.45. And the question that I have for you is Cynthia Albritton, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. She's the plaster caster. <laughs> Stopped casting penises after working with which artist? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> and let's see if you were listening and heard that. It was a quick little throwaway line. <laughs> yes, it was. And we'll see if you know it. Cynthia Albritton, the uh, plaster caster. Uh, stopped casting penises after working with which artist? 215-263-WMMR. Call now. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, let's see where we're going today. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, Michael Feinstein, a longtime friend of the legendary Liza Minnelli, is claiming she was sabotaged at the 2022 Oscars telecast. Feinstein, who was with her, says the show's executive producer convinced her that it would be funny if she pretended to be immobile and incoherent. Hey! Mike Tyson repeatedly punched another pastor on a flight from San Francisco to Florida after the man insisted on bothering him as he attempted to nap. Once the man left the flight, he reportedly spent the afternoon attempting to slap raw meat out of the mouths of alligators. Oh, my God. And finally, Johnny Depp was grilled on the stand yesterday as Amber Heard's lawyer produced text messages in which the actor discussed having sex with her body after he murdered her to make sure she was dead. Depp defended himself, saying he has never been good at pillow talk. Oh. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood track. All right, we are going to attempt to get a winner. Somebody who knows the answer to this question. Uh, it was Cynthia Albritton, also known as Cynthia Plastercaster, uh, stopped casting penises after working with which artist? And we will go to a caller. It will be Nick that we're going to try. Hi, Nick. Good morning. Hey. I, hey. <laughs> Nick. <laughs> <laughs> Which artist did she stop plastic uh, casting penises of when she the got Michael Bublé? Michael Bublé. Yeah. Yeah. You got it, buddy. Hang on, Nick. A pair of tickets to join uh, and see comedian Steve Trevino tonight at nine forty-five. Punchline in Philly. Tickets are on sale now. PunchlinePhilly.com. And uh, each of Steve's shows this weekend, you can get those there. Let's do music news. Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Music News is sponsored by Montage Mountain. Today and tomorrow, you can sample over 150 craft beers, ciders, and seltzers from 50 of the best breweries nationwide. MontageMountain.com slash Brewfest. Let's begin with uh, Kirk Hammett. He will serve as the moderator at the famed horror festival Midsummer Scream, July 30th at Southern California's Long Beach Convention Center. Cool. And it will head up the panel that features relatives of the horror genre's original stars. So the 90-minute original Monster Kids panel will feature Sarah Karloff, daughter of Boris Karloff, Ron Chaney, grandson and great-grandson of Lon Chaney Jr. and Sr., uh, Lynn Lagosi Sparks, granddaughter of Bella Lagosi, wow. and Victoria Price, daughter of Vincent Price. That's pretty amazing. It is, right? Yeah. As they share personal family stories, photos, and perhaps a home movie or two, giving fans, fans a very personal look into the private lives of the actors who brought some of the most famous characters to life. Is Buffy Kruger going to be there? I don't know if Buffy Kruger may <laughs> or not. 
Blink-182's Mark Hoppus says he's feeling great and ready to make new music. In an interview published this week, he said that he plans to get back into the studio and back to playing music. He did not mention a date, but he hopes to release new music very soon. He said, life's great. I'm glad to be here. And he didn't spe- specify if he would be recording with the band or doing something solo. Hoppus is seven months cancer-free. When he first went public with his diagnosis, he shared that he was undergoing treatment for 4A diffuse large B-cell lymphoma. So mm. things are still looking good for him. Korn shares music, uh, uh, shared a music video for the song Worst is on its way. Well, the video was directed by Craig Bernard and Cully Bunker and the single... Cully Bunker. This is the name. Cully Bunker. Cully Bunker. Okay. Uh, The single. (laughs) That's really the name. Do you think I I, I I thought maybe you messed it up. up. Uh, Nothing but a Cully Bunker. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Edith Bunker. Waitress, get a couple couple of Cully Bunkers over here. (laughs) Right away, Archie. Uh, The single is from the group's latest album, Requiem, which was released back in February. Jonathan Davis said, uh, right now, everything's going good, but always in the back of my head, I'm just waiting for that next bad thing to happen. I thought it was an amazing way to end the record because it's all about me battling the darkness and coming out on top. But life is never is a never-ending loop, and there's always more bull S ahead. Beautiful. I mentioned this yeah. in the uh, lesson question. Cynthia Albritton a.k.a. Cynthia Plastercaster, the legendary artist and, quote, recovering groupie, renowned for plaster casts she took of many top musicians' penises and other body parts, has passed away after a long illness. She was 74 years old. Uh, her collection included a lot of names, including super big, like Jimi Hendrix, yeah. who was on board for that whole thing. And she did uh, more recent uh, um Musicians as well, like uh, Karen O of the Yeah Yeah Yeahs and many others. So there were women that were involved too that had their breast casted. Uh, did she ever make a, a site the biggest uh, that she had uh, I don't secured know. from a rock uh, musician? I got a guess. Yeah, I feel like Hendrix. Hendrix. I yeah. feel like I've heard that before. So have I. Yeah, okay. I, I thought I did, and I, I wondered if I was just misremembering. Yeah, I'm not sure. Uh, in- Emphasis on member. Uh, so she and uh, Frank Zappa had worked together for a while, although he never uh, was a part of her art. He did not participate, but uh, he founded uh, the concept both humorous and creative, and so he kind of helped support her. Well, you know, her. Uh, Nick Murphy takes a Polaroid, I guess, when we have them come in oh. here. Should we Should we do plaster cast of their genitals? Well, you know that there was a song, and I played this earlier this morning, uh, that uh, Kiss wrote called Plaster Caster, right. and it was about her. I'll play Simmons of the rock group Kiss. Who would you expect to pay for this amazing record package, including Plastercaster? <laughs> so, Gene was a fan. Each uh, purchase of the VIP ticket comes with chickens. <laughs> Whoa. Huh. Really? How many? Six. Six chickens? Six chickens. Wow. That's sick. Sick. Uh, deal from Gene Simmons. Uh, so, she had uh, written a book. So, I'm sure that there is uh, there's information in there about maybe who was the biggest. Was, she had, there was a documentary called Plaster Caster and uh, a BBC documentary uh, that she participated in called My Penis and I. Uh, the, who was, was it Pamela DeBar who wrote, um, she was the ultimate groupie and had slept with a whole collection of rock stars? Uh, do you remember that that book? It was, it was around the same time that this was a big thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do remember. I don't remember right. the name of it. I'm with the band. Uh, I'm with the band. That That's was it. it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. 
All right, and, uh, you know, this ties directly in with the things we've been talking about, corn and, and uh, plaster penises and stuff like that. Uh, this Sunday, April 24th, is New Kids on the Block Day. Yeah! I wonder if they did their junk. It's a real holiday that was declared on April 24th, 1989, and to celebrate Donnie, Danny, Jonathan, Jordan, and Joey are selling tickets to this summer's Mixtape Festival for $19.89 just for one day this Sunday. You know, we, we announced the return of the Kildares, and, uh, 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 not Kildares, of the Keenans, and uh, us doing that show. Uh, the, they're, they're connected to one of our favorite memories. Yeah. Yep, that is correct. We had, um, we had uh, Jonathan... And, no, wait. Who do we have there? We had uh, Knight. Uh, Jordan. Jordan Knight, yeah. Jordan Knight and... Yeah, I think it was Jonathan was the other... Or no, Danny. It was Danny that was yeah. there. And mm-hmm. they loved it. Had a great time. Yep. So, um, Press, you're just a couple of years older than me. So when NKOTB hit the um, the radio airwaves, what were your thoughts? Because I was so young and, and all the girls that I like, liked them. So yeah. I liked them as a result. So I don't recall ever having... Um, a negative review of New Kids uh, on the Block. Oh, they, they were extremely cheesy to me. Yeah. Um, especially Donnie, or uh, uh, no. Um, yeah, Donnie. The, the, uh, yeah, Donnie, who he was, was pretending a, to be the bad boy yeah, and all that bad stuff. Bad boy. Uh, I thought it was ridiculous. But I will tell you this, a, a couple of their songs, musically, I, I didn't hate them. I yeah. thought they were fun. I thought they had. I, I thought they were good melodically and, and vocally. It's manufactured, right? And it's manufactured by some of the best producers and, and writers out there, so... <laughs> you know, but I just think generally, like, you know, when I got a little bit older, when the 98 degrees is and stuff like that, sure. I, you know, I think I New Kids on the Block, nose. well, they were a little, I, I, at least it appeared that they were doing their own singing, right? I yeah. Think, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they were doing all Actually, their own singing, yeah, but. Jordan Knight was a really good singer. Yeah. Uh, so, by the way, we have tickets to this to give away. Yes, I do. I got a pair of tickets to see New Kids on the Block June 29th at the Wells Fargo Center. <laughs> and we'll take caller number seven at 215-263-WMMR. And we will set you up in one of the most fun moments of the... Uh, we, we did New Kids on the Block karaoke at uh-huh. Keenan's. And this guy got up and he did... I, I think he did... Um, did he do... Uh, what was their big Hanging Tough. Hanging Tough. I think he did Hanging Tough. Did like the whole song... And then at the very end of it, yes. he dedicated it to the late great Ronnie James Dio, who had just died. He had, yeah. yeah. And it, we were dying mm-hmm. laughing, and he won, I believe, he did. because he did it spot on. He was, was so excellent. Good. We're watching the video of him do his performance. Yep, it was great. It was a very special moment. <laughs> All right, and then uh, speaking of Keenan's, I'll mention a couple of announcements real quick. Uh, the fact that we are headed back on Friday, May 27th. We are broadcasting live. It is brought to you by Coors. Coors Light is the official opening of the Jersey Shore. What? Why did you gasp? It's Jose's birthday. Okay. Yeah, I just I just forgot. And okay. remember when you said May 27th, I just... Oh, May 27th. <laughs> so, oh, okay. Go to WMMR.com <laughs> and get the details. All right. Uh, and then the other thing is we have the President Steve side stage... And we have the live band karaoke taking place with the band Sidearm. And you could be the lead singer for this band on stage at the MMRBQ. We're going to choose ten singers to perform on stage at the show. Each singer will get a four-pack of tickets. Now, all you have to do is go to WMMR.com, click on the link. We have a list of songs that Sidearm, they probably know hundreds of songs. And we put put 50 songs up yeah. that you can choose from to do your own audition video. Just you singing the song. It doesn't have to be the whole song. A good no. portion of it. Just a taste. Get an idea that you can sing. 
and then you hit hashtag w uh, hit hashtag mm barbecue on the link uh, on the post, and we will find it, and we're going to judge them, and we'll pick ten, and you'll be able to go to the show. You'll perform on the side stage. You get four tickets. We'll have a great time. Uh, yeah, it's the makings of something really cool, especially since you will be up on stage with a band behind you yep. and getting that sort of rock star feel. Yep. All right. So do that now. That's it in music news. We are going to take a break. We'll come back in a second and we will wrap up the show. So stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, clip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Feeling good. Friday has arrived, along with great weather. It's going to be a beautiful day today, touching around 70, 72 degrees, somewhere in that range. And sunshine is uh, what's being called for. 67 and cloudy tomorrow. And then Sunday, 81 degrees and partly cloudy. And then the beginning of next week's looking like uh, 70 degrees. Something like that. So, uh, very, very good stuff. Speaking of good stuff, we've had a chock-full show of good stuff. And it started with an announcement that uh, we are headed back to Keenan's yeah. in uh, North Wildwood uh, for the Keenan's live broadcast. The official opening of the Jersey Short is brought to you by Coors Light, and that will be May 27th. We'll be broadcasting live. we got all kinds of information available at WMMR.com, so go ahead and get that. So thank you to Scott Keenan, who is here <laughs> this morning. He's excited. We're excited. It's a beautiful thing. I also want to thank uh, comedian Steve Trevino, who was here. Yeah, really good First guy. time meeting Steve. He was very funny, very yeah. nice. Terrific. And he's at uh, Punchline, so get tickets for a show. And then we had Cindy Williams <laughs> from Laverne and Shirley. <laughs> she so was cool. the best. Oh. She had the greatest story about, um, about uh, Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. Yeah. Thank you. From the doors when she was just a, uh, a cocktail server her first day at the Whiskey A Go-Go. And her customer was Jim Morrison, and he was playing a prank on her. It was hilarious. <laughs> it was excellent. She has her one-woman show at the Bucks County Playhouse this weekend. And, man, does she have stories. It's called Me, Myself, and Shirley, a one-woman show. And there is a 2 o'clock show tomorrow and an 8 o'clock show. And then on Sunday, there is a 2 o'clock matinee as well. It's a Bucks County Playhouse in New Hope. And you can uh, go to me, myself, and Shirley.com, or you can go to BucksCountyPlayhouse.org. As she was leaving, and we were prepping to get uh, Gary Sinise on, uh, she's leaving, and we're all kind of trying to say goodbye in a nice, you know, way. And and uh, and so I had one of those awkward, are we shaking hands or yeah, hugging? Yeah, yeah. And I, I basically ended up doing like a half Nelson on her. <laughs> and then thank you, yes, to Gary Sinise. Hey! Uh, Gary's awesome. We talked about his movies, but of course also the, uh, the Gary Sinise Foundation does such wonderful charitable donations for military and first responders. And uh, there's a fire company in New Jersey. Uh, that received a nice grant from those guys from equipment, uh, from him, from uh, equipment that he needed. So Gary's just easy to talk to and yeah. willing to tell us all kinds of uh, great behind-the-scenes stuff from his movie career. Uh, but just a super, super nice guy. So today was a great day. 
<laughs> as far as the guests go. Uh, Pierre is here. How you doing, ma'am? Loved hearing um, um, Shirley talk. Yeah. I mean, it, it was so cool. She really has got the stories. Cindy. Does. Yeah. Cindy, I but, mean. And, but that's what I call her. Uh, I, I introduced her. I said, please welcome uh, Cindy Williams, blah, blah, blah. And we just brought I go, so listen, tell me something, Shirley. I, and Steve goes, Cindy. I'm like, oh. <laughs> of course. That's what I meant, yeah. Yeah. I, I know I get it. both of those conversations, Gary Sinise. I mean, you guys connected uh, really nicely. Well, you know, you're, you're a big Lucille Ball fan, you know. Yes. That she cited Laverne and Shirley as the, uh, one of the few shows that she thought was, you know, up to the level of like a uh, the her the physical comedy that she was famous for, and and uh, so she was. In fact, I think when they did a a best of Laverne and Shirley, I think it might have been Lucille Ball herself who I think posted you're that. Right, three amigos, not three amigos, yeah. three's company. She did that. Oh, that's uh, right. Lucille Ball, yeah. yeah. And I don't right. remember okay. the Laverne and Shirley one. But yeah. yeah. Wow. No, but that was cool. She was she was sweet. She yeah. had so many great stories. Amazing stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, uh, letter, shall we? Yes. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. All right, the President Steve Show is brought to you today by the letter. T is in Tom Tomorrow. All right, and we are going to take caller number 7 at 215-263-WMMR. We got a prize that's awaiting for you. Hopefully, you have uh, kept track of those letters, and hopefully, we have a legitimate word. Uh, we'll see about that. <laughs> Call now. We have had we had one <laughs> little confusion a couple of weeks ago. It was great. We had I had it one that great. that I had to morph into. Remember that case? Uh, MSNBC. MSNBC. <laughs> yep. It happens. It does happen. Yeah. It does happen. Um, so I've got a little clip to p- play for you. Okay. Um, tonight. Um, and normally, I would never plug another station. However, um, we did, a, a, and Pancake and I were pretty pl- proud of the work we did on uh, Wednesday when we did a tribute to Sid Mark. We did an hour of Sinatra and Sid and interview pieces. Um, and tonight, his home station, WPHT, 1210 AM, will be um, the general manager of the station uh, called Judy Mark, Sid's widow now. And said, is there anything we could do? And she said, yes, um, play, do a Friday with Frank. Uh, Friday, it used to be Friday with Frank, Saturdays and Sundays with Sinatra. And then eventually it just they, they just kind of just, let's, well, let's just do Sunday with Sinatra, their station did. And so Fridays with Frank has not been on for a long time. And to honor Sid, his son Brian will be doing the show tonight from 6 to 8 uh, with clips of his dad and a lot of Sinatra music on 1210. And I thought it deserved a plug. And this is a clip, and I thought, Nick, you would get a kick out of this particularly because um, we know what it's like to get a shout-out from somebody incredible, one of the current uh, idols of our time when Eddie Vedder said hello to us. Imagine one of the most famous people in all of show business ever eclipsing anyone I can think of and and imagine you're at the spectrum and in the between songs effing Frank Sinatra <laughs> shouts you out and proposes a toast to you and uh, this is a little clip of that this is how heavy Sid was and how heavy Frank was I should like to take a moment to introduce to you a friend who has been a friend for as long as I've been in this business, and it's been a long time, this guy is some kind of a man. You all know him so well because he lives among you here. And I should like to have him stand and take a bow 
And I speak of the wonderful Sid Mark and his family are here this evening. There he is right there. <laughs> I drink to you, Sidney. It's wonderful to have uh, a friend like Sidney, and I've had, oh, maybe four or five in my career, people who have stayed with me when things were dark and uh, didn't change at all whenever anything else changed. And that's the kind of man he is. And I love him, and I say that publicly. I love him. He's one of the best friends I've ever had in my life. I had a lot of friends, but about three days later, they were all gone. <laughs> I ran out of money. <laughs> but Sidney is a great man, and he's wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Very cool. Isn't that amazing. amazing? Wow. I mean, I drink to you, Sidney. You know, yeah, and, he, cool. and he had a glass of Jack in his hand and proposed a toast to Sid. And Sid stands up in, in the Vegas style of, you know, Sid is in the audience tonight, take a bow. And uh, pretty, just pretty damn cool. So I, I wanted to give a shout out to that because there's not going to be, Sid did not want a funeral or any kind of a service. So in a way, what we did on Wednesday was our service, uh, if you will, to Sid and what uh, WPHT will do tonight, bringing back a one-time Friday with Frank from 6 to 8, we'll be doing that. And I thought it deserved a good plug. Absolutely. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Pierre. We'll uh, we'll go to the phones, try to get ourselves a winner, and it is uh, Jeff that we have. Hi, Jeff. Good morning. Hey, good morning to you. All right, Jeff, do me a favor. Give us the secret text word, or no, not the secret text word, the word of the week, please. All right. Word of the week, I believe, would be toast. Let's have a ring-ding day. Yeah. Love ring-dings. That is correct, Jeff. And for, talk. <laughs> for your trouble, we are going to give you a Samsung 55-inch Class 7 Series LED 4K UHD Smart Dyson DB for tickets to the Penn Museum uh, to check out one of the largest Egyptian collections in the U.S. and a hieroglyphs mug from the museum shop, and it's all in conjunction with Marvel Studios' Moon Knight. All right, my man? All right. Sounds great. Congratulations. Hang on just a second. We'll get your information. We'll take care of all that. And don't forget, Moon Knight, six-episode event, now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Uh, anything else you want to mention about yeah. today's program? By the way, the ring ding. Um, Shirley MacLaine came over to Sinatra's place in Malibu, uh, and he said, let's go out on the road. And she had not done singing and dancing in some time. She said, I don't know, Frank. She go- he goes, no, come on out. We'll have a ring-ding time. <laughs> Ring-a-ding-a-doo. Yeah. And it, on his private plane, he'd say, he'd say to the pilot, where, where are we flying over? Cleveland, I know a good Italian restaurant. Land. <laughs> and he would say stuff like that, and they would land the damn plane and go for some private dinner in oh Cleveland. God. It's a hell I mean, of a life. It's yeah. a hell of a life. He, you know, well, uh, um, Steve gave me this wickedly cool DVD of Sinatra in Palm Springs and people telling tales of hanging at the compound, which, by the way, included Bono. Yeah. Bono, Frank drank Bono under the table. <laughs> Bono did not make it to sunrise. Frank did. He yep. said, you're he a pa- loser. He passed out and spilled you're- a drink on himself and thought he pissed his pants. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You're a wuss. Yep. Um, anyway, on the program today, we will um, have the Brewfest tickets. I finally gave two of them away yesterday. <laughs> and I'll have two more to give away today. Uh, we'll have concert cash possibilities at noon and 2. 
and it's Earth Day, so we want to celebrate that with a thematic block of uh, songs celebrating Mother Earth. Uh, we'll get to Peter Frampton's birthday today, and that we will do on vinyl. And since we've got a big vinyl weekend and uh, Record Store Day is tomorrow, uh, we're going to play as many records after our Earth Day block as are possible between our two studios. We only have two turntables <laughs> left in this complex, one in Studio R, and they put one in our main studio, 4F. And uh, so we shall bounce back and forth wow. and try to play a bunch <laughs> of records. <laughs> Depending on what we've got, uh, it'll be just about as tight as our uh, transition to the um, to the Pierre Robert studio the other day. But um, we'll see what we can come up with. Excellent. All right. Let me take a moment to thank our sponsors. Preston Steve Show is brought to you today by Acme Markets. You can get your free flu shot or COVID-19 booster at their pharmacy. Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Trinity Rehab. They can help you get rid of your pain. No prescription needed to trinity-rehab.com. Uh, next week, a couple things to mention. Uh, we are going to have lead singer of Def Leppard, Joe Elliott, on the show. Cool. cool. Uh, we'll also talk to our buddy uh, Mitch Fatel and wrestler Big Show ah. will be joining us, too. So it should be uh, pretty awesome, and we'll fill in some more stuff between now and then, I'm sure. That's it. We're done. Rage on. No sad, bro. Have a great weekend, and we will see you later. Bye-bye. Bing there. Do do be do do da da do da da.